fired or not, it's still the Sammy and Kevin show. Sunday night, WrestleMania will still be the Sammy and Kevin show, and nobody and nothing is going to stop us from speaking our minds tonight. That's right. We saw Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan's little apology session before. And you know what? We actually have some people that we need to apologize to as well. But Daniel Bryan, you are not one of them because we will not be sorry for what we are going to do to you at WrestleMania. But we do need to apologize to your wife and your little daughter. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Little birdie. Little Bernie B, I'm sorry that you're not gonna grow up with fond memories of your father's big heroic WrestleMania comeback. And Bree, I am sorry for the man that we are gonna send back home to you when we are done. Because this time, all your love and all your support isn't gonna be enough to put him back together. That's right, because what is it you said? Oh, Bree, what's that inspiration? Fight, uh, fight, for, uh, uh, fight for your dreams! Daniel, oh. and your dreams will fight for you. Yeah. What great advice. So inspirational. But the problem is now, Daniel, that it is our dream to fight you. It is our dream to obliterate you. And that's exactly what we're going to do this Sunday. And that, my friend, will be our WrestleMania moment. That's right. That's right. Do all you want. It doesn't matter because you know what? We deserve it. Shane McMahon does not belong here. This is our world, and that's why on Sunday, I'm going to send Shane McMahon back to Titan Tower, where Shane, you can cry on your daddy's lap. You can look at the scar that I put on his forehead, and you can look at the disappointment in his eyes, because once again, Shane, you will have failed. Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to another edition of Just What the Internet Needed More Of. That's right, it's a wrestling podcast. It's another wrestling podcast. It is called Top Marks. It's another wrestling podcast called Top Marks. My name is Justin Morissette and with me once again as always is the janitor himself. <laughs> He's cleaning up the messes of the masses, Josh Custodio. Justin, I know that it's almost become a bit of a, a joke in this show, that you do the big intro, you get me excited, the janitor himself, and then I say something to a kin, uh, I'm fired up, I'm very excited to do the show. I'm fired out of a cannon. Yeah, all these things. But today, and I'm not just saying this, today of all days, this is our first uh, WrestleMania seasons where doing top marks. Yeah. I am fired up! This is our show of shows right now. This one that you're listening to right this second. Is the granddaddy of them all. It is. It is uh, the the Top Marks WrestleMania House Party Volume 1. Yes, Justin, because we're going to do about 100 of these throughout our lives. This Top Marks will never end. Uh, what, what are we doing here? This is not a typical Top Marks. So no, what is our WrestleMania House of Party? Of course, typically during a Top Marks episode, you and I break down the top three... Stories of the week for a maximum of 15 minutes at a time. Uh, but that is not what we are doing this week. Because, Indeed it is not. Because, of course, we know that there's one big story this week, and it is that it is WrestleMania week. And it is indeed a big story. What, what else could we cover? We couldn't have done the three-round format. Well, I mean, there's so many events going on this week that it's hard to narrow it down to just three that we want to preview. So, you know, we'll bring a bunch of friends in. We'll have a big house party. We'll welcome as many guests as we possibly can. And they're going to touch on what they want to touch on. And hopefully that's not just WrestleMania. We get to talk about... 
you know, some of the cooler indie shows and whatnot going on this weekend as well. With this many events, matches, people, moving parts, we, we couldn't do it alone. Uh, so we decided to bring in some, I think, uh, pretty competent guest list today, if I do say so. Yeah. Now, before we get to our guests and kind of what they're all looking forward to, yeah. you know, I think a, a recurring theme that's going to come up here is like what people are most looking forward to mm-hmm. and what people are kind of sleeping on a little bit as far as what they think is going to be maybe the sleeper success of the weekend. Right. And, and so, uh, because you and I have not uh, really had a chance to pick each other's brain on, on this topic ourselves before we bring all of our friends on. And, oh boy, let me tell you, we got uh, a good deal of friends coming your way right now. I'm very excited. Uh, Josh, what are, you, what are you most excited about this weekend? Well, okay, so I, am, I don't want it to be uh, read any other way. I am most excited for NXT TakeOver, okay? I, I think when you look at that card, there's reason to think that that's going to be two hours of your life that you are going to be at the end saying, this was a well-spent two hours. If I'm to say, though, what isn't getting enough attention, it's getting some in certain circles, but Joey Janela's Spring Breaks card is extremely deep. Like, last year, I feel like it was this comedy, shticky, it's going to take place at midnight, come dressed in uh, Hawaiian gear, we're going to get drunk and, and watch some wrestling, and I really enjoyed it. But this year's, I feel like, has a, a lot of potential for good wrestling married with that sort of loose aesthetic. So I'll say kind those of party two, atmosphere. Exactly right. Even just starting a wrestling show at midnight seems fun to me, you know what I mean? Is it the main event that you're most looking forward to there, which is, of course, Joey Janela versus the great Sasuke? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, no, it isn't, but I am very much looking forward to that match. I, I feel like the most overlooked match of the weekend is that uh, Penta El Ohm, or as most people know him, uh, Pentagon Jr. and Lucha Underground, he's wrestling King of the Death match, Nick Gage. This is a clash of styles that I-, I can't picture how this match is going to go. And that is so rare when you watch as much wrestling as you and I do. Because I think, generally speaking, when you see a matchup, you're going, oh, I'm going to like this or not like it based off of your preconceived notions of the two individuals. This match, I have no fucking clue what this is going to look like, and that gets me so excited. It's well outside the typical wheelhouse for both guys. Exactly right. So are they going to work? And now, Penta does work, not a hardcore style, but he's certainly the most physical luchador I can think of with the package pile driver as a finisher. Just a general brutal moveset. I'm so excited. How about for you, though, J-Mo? What, what are you most excited for, and what's going under the radar? Oh, uh, I mean, you know I'm a Daniel Bryan guy. Yeah. Like, he's my boy. Yeah. Uh... And so, like, I it, it feels like a false choice for me to pick anything other. Don't do it. Than that tag match, and I, I, I lit. I don't know how that's gonna go because mm. I, I think a lot of people have said like, well, Daniel Bryan's got to win his return match, and then like Owens and Zayn can just go to Raw, but. Raw does not need Owens and Zayn. No. SmackDown does. Did you watch SmackDown this week? (laughs) I did. They were awesome on it. What is that show this week? The go-home show for WrestleMania (laughs) if you do not have Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Uh, Not a great show. Not a great show. Uh, So I think that's a great pick. And honestly, my highlight of the weekend might be watching you watch Daniel Bryan make his in-ring return. I I appreciate that very much. Uh, As far as, like, what people are sleeping on... I think that NXT Tag 3-Way is probably going to be yeah. a real banger of a match. AOP have really brought the goods consistently uh, over the last like year here. Like We've talked many times on the show over the time that we've been doing this podcast that like when they first started to get the push they were being carried to greatness by two of the best tag teams in the world. And I think that was sort of true at the time. And now they are on this complete other level. They are just killing it 
And I like the funny thing is that they're barely even the focus of this match. No, they, this, they certainly aren't. I certainly don't think that they're going to win it. This is probably their goodbye to yep. NXT. Uh, um, and of course, like I'm a huge Roddy Strong fan. Of course, I'm a huge Pete Dunne fan. Mm-hmm. That's is a tenuous partnership, which I think is going to implode and be both of their next big feuds. Though I think so too. we've already seen the match, and that is kind of how they got that mutual respect to form this team in the first place. So maybe not. Like, they could actually conceivably win this. I I don't see it, but I I get where you're coming from, uh, justification-wise. And, like, you know, Adam Cole is taking Bobby Fish's spot in the match. Mm -hmm. Kyle O'Reilly is a hell of a worker as well. Like, there's a lot of reasons to think that this could be one of the huge matches of the weekend. Now, it's my sleeper, though, because... There are so many huge matches this weekend that it's easy to overlook that one. Can we dwell on that match just for a second? Because yeah. I want to ask you a question. Because I mean, I don't, I don't know that anyone is going to talk about it over the course of the next two hours. Because certainly we're we're, we're talking about this right now before we've talking to we've spoken to anyone else. What, Jesse? You got some kind of time machine or something there, buddy? <laughs> no. Uh, let me say this. Uh, do you think my match of the year last year? I think well known to listeners of the show was the triple threat that also took place in NXT in the tag team division between DIY, The Revival, and Authors of Pain. Yeah. I'm wondering if you think they're going to tell us similar story in this match where the, the two teams need an unholy alliance to stop AOP or is AOP beyond needing that build and you're just going to see more of a straight up triple threat tag match? That's a good question. I mean, it, it seems like the natural angle to work in a three-way tag that involves Authors of Pain. Well, and I, especially you consider the, the other players. These are all relatively small guys for the WWE and certainly in Cole and uh, Dunn and Roddy. Yeah, I just feel like like the the undisputed era are so established as like wholly unlikable heels who've attacked everyone basically yeah. that it's hard for me to imagine Roddy working with them. That's a really good. Although he, of, above anyone, has been like the guy to be like, no, fuck you. I'm never working with you. Well, I think that's true. I think you could have also said the same thing about DIY and Revival heading into. Yeah, that's they probably just true. Come also, off of their feud, right? But yeah. but again, maybe that earned respect. Who knows? I'm excited. But it's to see not like play, Revival though. like made their name by cheap shotting everyone in the company. It's true. They were just dastardly. Yeah. But but either way, I think it's a great uh, choice for sleeper pick of the weekend. Uh, I think a lot of people are sleeping on the women's match in NXT also, but. <laughs> We've seen it before. I liked it the first time. It yeah. was kind of a weird finish. I assume we're going to get something more conclusive here. Yeah. And honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if this is Ember's farewell to NXT as well. I hadn't considered that, but you might be right. Uh, Justin, speaking of being right, if you are in the right, if you want to be on the right side of history and you liked this episode, you can head on over to patreon.com slash topmarks. You can throw a couple dollars in the hat if you want to pay for more of this content. And exiting Mania weekend, there, there's going to be some content up there on the Patreon. Yeah, we've got two bonus up episodes up there right now. Uh, we review, of course, WrestleMania five as well as the first ever NXT TakeOver, TakeOver Arrival. Mm-hmm. We're going to be recording some stuff during Mania weekend and probably another uh, show during the month of April as well well so uh plenty to look forward to over on the patreon front justin i think uh we better just get into this well hang on hang on because of course wrestlemania is big we all know that yes and takeover is big this is a big weekend in general but it doesn't stop on sunday no the big stuff continues right into next week yes and if you're going to be watching what many think is the biggest raw of the year well, i mean undeniably the raw after mania we're going to see all kinds of surprise call-ups we're going to get you know maybe not just our direction towards the next pay-per-view but perhaps our direction for much of the next year as well mm-hmm. that's entirely possible it's a huge raw no better place to watch it than the penny <laughs> at commercial and gravely uh each and every monday of course we host monday night raw 
here in Vancouver. If you're in Vancouver and you want to watch the show live at a bar with the sound on, we are the only place in town doing that. Stop on by. You can grab, uh, you know, a, a $5 uh, pint or a $7 high, double highball, a $3 basket of fries. The or, deals just don't stop, folks. Or may I recommend a pound of sriracha honey wings. Absolutely. Josh's favorite right there. I am your host each and every week, so come on down. Say hello. It's Raw every Monday at the Penny at Commercial and Grave. And if you don't live in Vancouver but you still want to know what happened on Raw, come on back and listen to Top Marks next week because we're obviously going to be covering all that. Absolutely. And with that... Let's uh, start the party. I mean, yeah, let's put some music on. Let's bust the, the appetizers out here. And let's open the doors and uh, start letting some guests in. Round one. Fight. It is our WrestleMania house party, Josh. We've oh. got guests stopping by all day long. Everybody's coming over to sample the snacks and, of course, uh, enjoy the wrestling on, on the television all weekend long. And, of course, if we're having guests over... There's only one man I want in my home, and we are indeed in Studio Beard How 5 this week. Yeah, and he I guess this now makes him, uh, is it a four-time, four-time, four-time Top Marks guest? We forgot the you actually fourth. only said four yeah, times. Yeah, you, uh, you forgot the fourth four times. My, my apologies. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's Rob Russo. Rob Russo, vice writer, of course. Uh, welcome back, Rob. How are you today? Hey, fellas. I'm doing very well. I'm well, doing good. Well, how excited are you for, for WrestleMania this weekend, Rob? Last week, you wrote in to us, and I'm going to flip your question right back at you right now. You asked, <laughs> is this the biggest takeover and WrestleMania weekend of all time? And I feel like if you're asking that question, you probably have an inkling one way or the other. So what say you, Rob Russo? Yeah, well, I think in terms of how stacked the cards are, you have to say that it is, like for sure. Uh, like with NXT, I'm I'm incredibly hyped for this takeover. Maybe I'm not. Maybe I was more like emotionally connected to some previous ones, like the Sami Zayn versus Neville or the 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 Zayn versus Owens kind of era. Sure. I, I don't know if I can. My interest in NXT can go beyond like what it was at that point. Yeah. But just strictly I fully speaking, feel from, that absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But just strictly speaking, from the the, the card standpoint, uh, I mean, it's just tremendous. It's going to be really good. And this, I'm like. So psyched for this ladder match oh. that just has had no build of anything at all. Just like the week before WrestleMania, was like, well, let's do this. Oh. Like, <laughs> I think I'm, I'm in. I'm all, I'm all the way in on that. We talked about this on the show last week that you're right. With no build, they've somehow managed to make this maybe not the must-see match this weekend, but definitely a must-see match this weekend, which leads me to ask this question to you, Rob. If you could only watch WrestleMania live on Sunday – or NXT Takeover on Saturday. Which card would you be watching? I'm I'm an I'm an NXT guy. Yeah, I'd go with Takeover. And I, but the, no, taking nothing away from the WrestleMania card, which is also like probably the best WrestleMania card ever. Uh, Justin, uh, do you agree? That's how much I appreciate NXT takeovers. That, that's I'd for sure go with that. I kind of feel like that's the common sentiment right now, is that if it were one or the other, it would be takeover. Do you feel the same, J-Mo? Uh, I don't know. Like, I feel like it's it's hard for me to measure the long-term storytelling of like Gargano and Ciampa against what is really a long-term story of like Daniel Bryan's lengthy road sure. to clearance but in the grand scheme feels like a very short-term story <laughs> that just popped out of nowhere two weeks ago right so 
like, I don't know. Like, those are kind of my two neck and neck. If you had to ask me what I'm most into, it's like 1A, 1B. Yeah. And I don't know where I fall on that line. It's a good problem, though. Because, you know, uh, one of them is like a year-long story that has been perfectly told, and the other is Daniel fucking Bryan. <laughs> so, what's the point of that? In more than a year with Gargano and Jump, I think that's been going on for like over two years now. Yeah, yeah I guess that goes right back to the uh, the original Dusty Classic. That's right. Yeah. And given that we're in Dusty Classic number three, and I think they took like a year off from it as well, if I'm not mistaken. Did yeah. they? No, as as hyped as I am uh, for that ladder match, Gargano and Ciampa is what I want to see that that takeover for. I mean, that's that's the match for me. Just it's unbelievable. Like the long term, like we, like we were just saying, the long term storytelling that's gone in, that's been involved in that feud. Uh, the stakes are so high for each guy. Uh, I'm 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 so so psyched to see that. But as you said, it's like it's not like we do actually have to pick. So yeah, <laughs> we can just watch both. Do you think that main events takeover, Rob? Given just that it is like probably the the longest term story with the most emotional stakes. I'm kind of a, a main event purist where I feel like the championship match should go last. That's my guy, uh, Rob Russo, right there. I think it's it's the match that I'm most interested in, for sure. But I, I it always bugs me, like, when Punk was the champion, when he would go on midway through the card. I, I so could, just as a principle, I just feel like the championship match should always be last. I couldn't agree more with you, Rob. I, I think that it... it I'm not going to say it detracts from your title when you don't do that, but I definitely think that it's just when you're building a card, the title match goes on last. Champion gets the last entrance. I don't like when they do this with heel champions sometimes, that they enter first, too. They did this during Rollins' run a bunch of times. Like, Cena would get the, the entrance after him. I don't like that. If you're the champ, you come out last and you headline the card. I very much uh, ship what Rob's saying here. I don't know, though. Like, I, I just feel like... Give, anything that comes after Gargano Ciampa is going to have, like, an emotional letdown. Like it doesn't yeah. matter what oh, you yeah. put after it, and that's it's going to be tough. It's going to be very tough for both Almas and Black to to overcome that if that is the case. Because I'm sure they'll put on a great match, but I, I'm I'm not that in, invested in the 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 Black versus Almas storyline. Exactly, it hasn't, been, yeah. it hasn't been all that great, really. There hasn't been a whole heck of a lot to to glom onto there. Although, but, did you see the dot com promo uh, Andrade cut? two days ago i did not it's extremely good where he is no longer tranquilo i, I also feel oh, like shit. though that the like <laughs> the non-sanctioned element of the match also kind of plays into making sense as the main event because it's like yeah. we get all of our nxt official business out mm. of the way and then oh by the way while you're all still in this arena here's this thing that we're not technically sanctioning but is actually the like pièce de resistance of our entire get, show. I can actually get there a little bit. I, I see what you're saying there that it all we might be we might be able to make an exception for that. Yeah, it operates like outside. That's working for me. Uh what's your what's your big uh thing you're looking forward to on the mania side, Rob? Well, definitely Daniel Bryan. Um I mean there's there's so many great matches, but uh just being able the idea that we're seeing him in the ring again uh after all kind of coming to grips with the fact that that wasn't going to happen is just so uh, so great. I still have like some questions about like why he's been out <laughs> this time. <laughs> it's a good questions uh, uh, that I don't think have been like really answered very well by either party. I don't know if I should be like worried for Brian's health or if it's this like part of this larger conspiracy to kind of keep him out of the spotlight because he has this tendency to overshadow everybody. Yeah. 
Uh, what are you um, What are you picking for a result in that match, Rob? If you had to guess the ending of uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan, which way are you leaning there? Because I feel like there's a lot of directions they could go. I feel like it would be tough to have Daniel Bryan not not be yes leading to doing the yes chance after a big win and his emotional. But I mean, you want to talk about Come overshadowing. Back. Like, if you have concerns about Gargano Ciampa the night before, a Daniel oh, yeah. Bryan yes chant, anything but main eventing is. Uh, uh, I could smell the the women's battle royal following that from here. Like, it's, <laughs> it, it seems like you might be in trouble there. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about this a little bit on the show over the last couple of weeks, but it seems like there are genuinely five matches that could main event this WrestleMania. Well, John Cena and Taker isn't happening, Justin. I mean, it's <laughs> not. It's not on the card. Well, I guess it's impossible for that to be the main event if John Cena just comes out with a microphone at the end of all of the other matches. I have oh, I have hated this build. I've completely turned on it this week. The, the segment, did you guys watch the segment on Monday where he's getting the crowd more and more riled up for no delivery? Well, I, I have not seen it as of yet. It but, is uh, unbelievably stupid. Rob, did you see this? I didn't watch it. I, I, Cena has cut some very good promos in this oh. build, but it is a weird choice, of, I think, of, to the way that they've gone about uh, building it. I want to be clear. Cena performed the the promo and the segment extremely well, but it, it was the same complaint I had when Bray Wyatt was trying to do it's this. It's a one-man feud. You can't build a feud with one guy yelling at a screen. Like, at least Bray yeah. Wyatt got the gong at some and, point. And, like, lightning like, and stuff. Yeah, it's it's driving me insane. But, we, got, uh, we got signs of mysticism, even if we didn't get, like, the <laughs> dead man himself, right? You're sort of joking but it, that was at least like confirmation that yeah, this is yeah. happening the rocking chair got struck by lightning and oh. it burst into flames bud i forgot <laughs> how bad that sucked that was awful now what the <laughs> cena equivalent would be would be like when he like the, has his little towel, towel <laughs> before he can throw the towel away to a child <laughs> or as the child is holding it in the crowd it also gets struck by lightning and bursts into flames maybe the kid could catch fire <laughs> yeah um, no, that's that's some heel heat. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, uh, Rob. Before we let you go, is there anything uh, outside of Takeover and Mania that you're going to be taking in this weekend, or is the schedule just too full as is? It's pretty full. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have like a wife and kids also, so <laughs> it is difficult for me to watch twelve straight hours of professional wrestling. Yeah, uh, I would like to, uh, but. Um, if, yeah, no, nah, I'm. It's probably just going to be those two things for me. I watched the the New Japan uh, already. I got that out of my my system. The, the pay per view last last week. What did you think of that? We didn't do a round on it. We can touch on that briefly. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're not going to tune in for any of the uh, Lucha Underground versus Impact streaming live on Twitch. You know what? I'm sure there will be some fun stuff on there. Dude, the co-main event on that card rules. What is it? It's um, uh, LAX versus um, Mac. You know, the the jacked Stone Cold guy from Lucha Underground? Yeah. Uh, him and... Um, ah, I forget who his tag partner is. Oh, um, Killshot. Okay. The, the guy who does the, the suicide dive from the top to the crowd. Yeah. I, I think that match is going to rule. Like I'm going to go out of my way to watch that. Friday. And the main event is Austin Aries versus... Not anymore. It's or it's Austin Aries and Phoenix versus Alberto Del Rio and Penta. Oh, that's interesting. I liked it better as a singles match when it was Aries versus Del Rio for the TNA title. But then yeah. they tried to do the versus thing. But now it doesn't really make sense because Phoenix... It's like mixed. It's the opposite the rest of the card. You have a Lucha Underground guy in Phoenix teaming with a TNA guy, Austin Aries. Dude, it's like when Captain America and Superman join forces. 
I don't like this, <laughs> but I am going to go out of my way to watch this match this weekend. Rob, thank you so much for coming on. Yep. Happy WrestleMania, my friend. Thanks for bringing the yeah, crab dip, bud. We appreciate your contributions to the house party. And, yeah, uh, I mean, you can't really tell that it's in the shape of Tomasco Ciampa's face, but just the beard, <laughs> the large beard area there. That's the guacamole. Oh, yeah. Sprink, oh, sprinkle a little man. hot sauce on him, and suddenly he's Tabasco Champa. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> and with that, <laughs> we'll let You're you get worst. back to the old dusty trail. Uh, here, I'll, I'll toss you a beer, Rob. Swig a beer for the working I'm man. I'm going to toss you out of my house for that fucking joke. <laughs> You're done. Rob, you're the best. Thanks for coming, man. Uh, thanks. Uh, hashtag good friends. Uh, have a good good uh, wrestling weekend. I'll, yeah. I'll, look, I'll, looking I'll forward to you uh, being a five-time, 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 five-time. Hey, there we go. Top Marks guest. Nailed it. We'll talk to you soon, right, buddy. Ta- yeah, take care, guys. Round two. Fight. <laughs> and the party continues, Josh. We are joined right now uh, by someone I'm very pleased to have come by the house for wrestlemania this week of course and that is uh blake murphy blake murphy you know him as a raptors writer he is the guy for your raps content uh but of course a big wrestling fan as well who's been writing about wrestling for vice of late and blake uh, thank you so much for taking the time to be here thanks for having me on guys i'm pumped we're pumped too now blake you say you're pumped are you pumped for the entire weekend or is there one thing that's sort of jumping out to you that you just must see I was originally very pumped for the entire weekend. Uh, unfortunately, if so, Raptors 905 is the Toronto Raptors minor league team. They are in the conference finals. If they win Friday, game one of the finals is going to take place during WrestleMania. Oh. So I, that's kind of like taking some of the, the wind out of it for me. So all of my focus is on Saturday right now because I don't even, I might end up having to watch WrestleMania Monday morning. So um, all Saturday for me, very excited for. Um, the six-man ladder match, obviously, for NXT. Um, Skrull, Dalton Castle, yeah. Kenny Cody. Uh, there's a lot to juggle on Saturday night. Yeah, I was going to say, Supercard of Honor, you're not just uh, a WWE NXT guy. Uh, you, you boys over in Toronto, you go ham. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually I'm, I'm in the process of texting. You know Zoobs, right? Yeah, he's going to be he's on the show. Very shortly. Nice. Yeah, we're, we're trying to figure out right now what the plan is for Saturday, whether we go TakeOver Live and then Supercard of Honor Supercard of Honor live and then take over or try to do a dual screen setup or what. We're trying to figure that out right now. We have the same issue over here. If, yeah. if we could linger on Supercard of Honor for a second, because I don't know how many people are going to bring it up on today's show. I think we all agree the build to uh, Cody and uh, Omega has been great. But uh, who are you picking there? Yeah, that's a tough one. I, I From a story perspective, I think it's a lot more interesting if Cody wins. Yeah. And what happens from there, like, I think it's important that he has that kind of upper hand in the Bullet Club story, uh, where, you know, he's being obviously a giant douche, but he, he has that kind of, you know, hey, I'm right, look at what, look at what I've done. Um, you know, I, obviously, it'll be a lot more fun if Kenny comes out on top. And I don't, I don't really see that match going cleanly one on one the whole way. Yeah, no way. Um, I, I don't have a good sense. So I, I would think Cody makes more sense so they can drag this out all the way to all in. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking too. Is if Cody gets the win here, then you can do Cody Kenny two at All In, and even though we've seen the match before, we still haven't seen uh, the villain get his comeuppance, as it were. Yeah, and maybe we get a second one, you know, at the G one or something like that in between, where they go in and they're one one, uh, similar to what Kenny and Okada did last year. 
Yeah, that could be actually super dope. Yeah, I, I think did not that, consider that at all. I think you were talking about the run-in, that it doesn't stay single there. Do you think it's possible that uh, one young buck each supports Kenny or Cody in this match, and that's the build to all-in? They're certainly teasing that, right? Like, yeah. um, I forget. I think it was it was only Matt that wore the weightlifting belt from Cody, right? Correct. Um, so yeah, I, I, they've definitely been teasing that. I don't know. I don't know if that's just for being the elite, or if that's something that's going to play into the story here. Um, I don't know. I don't have a good sense of that. I do think that would be interesting. Although Cody has kind of Paige and Marty on his side, so he's already kind of got the numbers edge. Right. I don't really know. Well, let's talk a little bit about uh, NXT Takeover. Uh, you know, we've touched on this a little bit with uh, Rob Russo earlier, but do you feel like Blake that this is like the biggest takeover ever? Yeah, it's got to be up there. Like Gargano Ciampa has to be their. I mean, maybe not their biggest story because Sami Zayn's kind of long run to the title was kind of that. But Gargano Ciampa has to be one of the best long long term stories they've told. Um, and then you look at the six man ladder match. Like obviously the Dusty Classic and that three way tag is great. Um, you know, and they're in the process of building some other good stuff with Alistair and Andrade Cien Almas. But that six-man ladder match is basically, like, what the next six months to a year of NXT is going to look like. There's two huge debuts in there, um, two guys, three guys, really, uh, that they've been pushing slowly along in, in Dream, Lars, and Killian Dane. And then Adam Cole, who, you know, after the post-mania call-ups, might be the face of NXT at some point. So you look at all the star power that's in there, that is, uh, that's kind of like a big transitional match while they, you know, I don't think Ciampa Gargano ends there, but like, that's the next, that's kind of closing the chapter on one big story. And then this opens up, you know, what they're going to look like for the, at least through SummerSlam. Yeah. And there's a couple matches I feel like on the Mania card where I have no idea what is going to happen, but by and large, that's kind of the exception rather than the rule. Right. I feel like that is the biggest match of the weekend where, I, like all six of those guys could win. Uh, yeah. and so on that note, I guess who you got, who do you think is uh, going to walk away with this one? And if I could Man. add to that, who do you want to win and who do you think will win? Okay. Uh, I think this is like, I know it's weird with the double duty. I think Adam Cole's coming out as a double champ. Oh, okay. Uh, I just think like, like he's done enough smarmy, winning without like having any like other than war games any huge huge victories and i think giving him the bragging rights of pulling off that he won both of those matches and you could obviously in it with a triple threat and then also a ladder match format like he could totally not earn the the two victories right and, and still have that as a as a bragging rights thing um so i don't know i think he wins it i'm i'd be hesitant to like hot shot one of the new guys but like i would love for ec3 to come in day one and win. Like, I think that would be the the most fun and, like, the promo gold that that guy would spin. You, I think you'd have to have him go the heel path right away. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't think he could play the earnest, funny baby face as a <laughs> one, day one champion. But, um, so, yeah, that those are, that's kind of what I think might happen and what, what I would think would be the most fun. I think you're onto something there because, like, Adam Cole, for sure, outside of war games, like, they keep telling us he's important, but haven't really shown it yet. And it's yeah, like, he and, needs a moment. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I've talked to a few people who think, like, oh, they'll drop the tag titles because, you know, they have the... They could just say, oh, Bobby Fish got hurt, Adam Cole had double duty or whatever. Um, I don't I don't know. I don't know what you do with Kyle O'Reilly if he's not a tag, if he's not a tag champ in the yep. interim. And I just think Adam Cole being able to brag his way, brag about two wins that he didn't 100% deserve 
it's just like it so fits the character especially as you know theoretically he shifts up the card um post takeover now you are an impact guy i know zoobs is as well <laughs> kind oh, of, kind wow. of. I'm a, I, I read the impact results every friday morning i have maybe watched five matches total of impact in the last like year okay. I, I just read the results and laugh at what happened <laughs> okay well you still have a greater sense of awareness than i do like I, I, obviously, I've seen him uh, cut promos and have a couple matches here and there, but by and large, I don't really watch TNA, uh, and I'm Good probably for better for it. <laughs> but like, how excited should I be for EC3 coming in to uh, NXT? He, well, are you a fan of the Miz? Yeah, on the main roster. Absolutely. Yeah, okay. So he's. I mean, I can see him really sliding in as uh, kind of NXT Miz, where he's not exceptional in the ring. He's not going to blow you away. Obviously, he has the look. But promo-wise and his dedication to sticking in character, like, I, I know people always say that, like, the best character is just yourself turned up to 11. And I very much think that he is just this goofy, brash, um, really cocky guy. And, like, you saw it in the, I don't know if you remember the the old NXT days when Daniel Bryan was his pro. Um, you, you see a lot of those early flashes in EC3 now. Um, did you guys see the video he posted of the victory after victory after victory yes, thing I where did. he just keeps the hard camera yeah. cuts? <laughs> really good stuff. He, he's just so good at subtle little, or not, that's not even subtle, but like little character things like that where it seems really goofy on the surface, but because it's so consistent and he's such a good promo, um, that it all kind of fits. And, you know, him as a, him as a top heel on NXT would be a lot of fun for the mic work. And I think, that's one area where NXT has so many good wrestlers. Um, there aren't a ton of like guys who can sell a match with a promo. Bingo. Really. And he's, he's going to be that guy. Obviously Adam Cole is one, but he's going to be, you know, maybe that guy for them. Not only that, I think that uh, EC3 is one of the rare guys that the IWC actually underrates in ring, I think. I think if you look at the James Storm match, the Rockstar Spud match, the Homicide match, like he has great singles matches to his name. And a lot of that is the character and the, the, the feuds reaching sort of a fever pitch. But I think he's the right guy to exit with this belt because whatever babyface under him you want to crown as the next guy, it means more winning it off of a heel who's being an absolute asshole. I, I love the pick. I think it's great. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's tough. It's obviously tough to book a top heel who's really successful in the ring and isn't a complete chicken shit. Yes. Um, but EC3 had like a year and a half to run of being undefeated on impact as a heel that like was heelish yep. and it was, he pulled it off. So, um, you know, NXT is not really wanting for top heels with Adam Cole and Andrade Cien Almas around. Uh, but I think, you know, especially, I think Almas is probably a, a likely candidate to get the post mania call up. Uh, so if you need someone to to slide up there, he seems like a like a perfect fit. Uh, well, let's talk about Sunday before we wrap up here, Blake. Uh, is there anything that you are basically most crushed that you will have to potentially miss here? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, well, I guess it'll it'll depend first if nine oh five win or not on on Friday, and then also if I can manage to have a stream up while I'm at the game. Uh, <laughs> We'll see. Actually, so a funny thing about this, uh, there's actually a guy on Raptors 905. His name's Andre Washington. He's a seven foot one, uh, like reserve center for them, and he's a huge wrestling fan. There was an NXT house show here in Mississauga not that long ago, and like we hung out and caught a couple matches at the game. So I could definitely see a scenario where we're he's like looking over to get the WrestleMania results from me as uh, as he's sitting in, <laughs> on the bench. He doesn't play much, so I was gonna say if he's truly committed, he might just throw the game on Friday. Yeah, what I didn't understand, this guy's seven foot one and is a huge wrestling fan. Why he didn't like 
Become a wrestler. You know, try, yeah, go to the performance center, man. I'm with you. When NXT comes here, just leave with them. Yeah, if, <laughs> I mean, yeah. if, if he's seven foot one, like you just you can't teach that, you know. You oh, cannot boy. teach it. Yeah. Um, wow. That's the first. Anyway. That's the first time I've thought of Big Cass in what seven months. Well, you're probably gonna think of him again on Sunday when he pops up in the battle royal. Oh boy! Oh no! I cannot wait. Who's winning that? Do uh, we have a pick for the battle royal, boys? I'm it's big cast probably. Oh, it's gonna Lord. be a return because like look at it's just a murderer's row of jobbers who've been announced <laughs> for it right now. Yeah, I do not care. That's uh, <laughs> that is well, not your most devastated uh, pick to potentially. I think miss. you're both terrible people. Scott Dawson's walking out with that trophy. You heard it here first. <laughs> After Dash Wilder throws himself over the ropes <laughs> in sacrifice. That's could they, could they co-win? That's a great question. That's what they were saying. If they're the last yeah. two in ring and then they eliminate themselves at the same time, I could see it. I could, I could see it. Well, uh, yeah. if if it's not the battle royal, Blake, what is your kind of sleeper match that you feel like is not getting its due for Sunday? Oh, uh, in terms of sleeper, it's Ali Alexander on the oh yeah on the pre-show. Like Mustafa Ali, obviously Cedric has been like the kind of the beating heart of that brand since it launched. But Mustafa Ali's promo work and in ring work the last couple months has been phenomenal and i think i think the one benefit obviously it sucks to not be on wrestlemania proper uh but the one benefit is they might get 20 minutes like it, like aries and neville got a good amount of time on the pre-show last year if those guys get a good amount of time and even half the crowd has filtered in i think they could they could really do something special both those guys are incredible and 205 live has been like so good lately so it'd be nice to get, for them to get a showcase like that great peck well blake uh, appreciate you stopping by the house party uh, th thanks for the chips. Thanks for the queso. Very thoughtful <laughs> gifts, of course. Like you seem like a spinach and artichoke dip guy to me. <laughs> sure, sure. I, I might hit the candy aisle on my way over because I forgot to prep something. <laughs> a man Not after a my own guess. heart. <laughs> All right. Well, I I'm sure we'll talk to you again. Thanks for stopping by, Top Marks. Thank you, dude. Thanks for having me, guys. Round three. Fight. <laughs> the house party continues, Josh, and we are joined now by. Uh, I mean, technically a gentleman who I think I stole this idea from originally. What do you mean by that? <laughs> because I appeared on his WrestleMania preview two years ago uh -oh. uh, on, I guess, the, the now dormant Sportsfeld podcast. You <laughs> can defunct. <laughs> defunct is, uh, is proper as well. But he joins us now. Uh, his name is Andrew Zuber. You might know him as uh, your boy, the Zoobs. And uh, Zoobs, thank you so much for doing this. My pleasure, guys. I'm really excited. Now, you... Uh, go super hard for this week, right? This is this is, this is not just WrestleMania week. This is Zoob's week. <laughs> this is Zoob's week. It's um, it also as I'm sure you guys well know, you're 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 sports sports guys. Usually, MLB lines this up. It, usually, MLB opening day and WrestleMania are like the same day. So for the longest time, I would book off the day after and watch baseball from the moment I went woke up to the moment I went to bed, and I would call that Zoob's day. That was ah, sort of, what a great day! Yeah, so MLB moved it up. So I was like, what am I going to do with no Zoobs Day? And the answer is, the whole week is now Zoobs Week, including the Masters. So it's perfect for me. <laughs> right. Well, uh, we've been talking about the cards and, of course, what people are most excited about uh, heading into the weekend. But before we get to that, I think one of the things that uh, you are probably most excited about, and if not you, then certainly all of the people who are coming over to your place to watch this weekend, <laughs> is the food spread. Oh, which yeah. 
I mean, I'm I'm way out on the West Coast, and even I have heard the legend of the Zoob's Week fucking uh, appetizer spread. So, uh, like, tell the people what they're in for uh, as far as if they're attending your party and, and just some tips that you can give to the general audience about how to host the best WrestleMania. Well, sure. Um, puns and themes are big for me. Got to have puns, got to have themes. Okay. Um, the, the problem with puns, I find, is that you have to make sure you're using it at the right event because, like, I went really hard the first time I ever did this. Like we had we had um, Sprite Owen Sprite and uh, Rusev Crush with the two drinks. Oh. Um, yeah. What was it, Rusev is, Crush? Uh, Rusev Crush was just regular Crush, but it was um, you had you write Rusev on it. Um, we <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, had Starburst, but I turned that to Stardust. It was all like oh. the problem was I burnt through all of them immediately. So oh. you have to come up with new ways um to do it i'm in a group of guys that are we're huge marks um and we've split it i'm hosting saturday because i'm a i'm a huge huge mark and we're letting my other friend host sunday so his is everyone is getting their own pizza on sunday oh um i anybody who knows my brand knows that i'm a big shrimp guy i was waiting for this yeah yeah, we're calling Saturday. I'm calling it War Games because we're having two rings. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's exactly that level of stupid. Um, may I come to your home, have, please? <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have mini sliders as well. Um, still working. Always work. Always open for puns and suggestions on what to call those stupid things. But maybe uh, the Baron War Corbin baseball slider. <laughs> he does the baseball slide. No, you're absolutely right. It works very. I, I forgot. I, I lost art. The baseball slide. When I, I was a kid. The baseball slide was the coolest. Neville got injured doing a damn baseball slide, and now I feel like nobody does them. That's true. Only Baron Corbin. Uh, well, uh, if you're hosting Saturday, is that what you're most excited for? Or it is. I hate to be that huge of a mark, but like that's I'm so pumped. The, no, that's the common answer so yep. far today. Yep. But again, this is you guys are. This is literally top marks. Like, who would come on this and be like? <laughs> <laughs> it's excited a... for the actual thing to be excited about. <laughs> Brock Roman looks extremely promising. I uh, no idea what's going to happen in that one. <laughs> well, okay, so is no, it um, is it Takeover yeah. on Saturday you're most excited for? And if so, is there one thing on it that stands out to you? I mean, I can't wait for that ladder match. It's going to be awesome. I'm a huge EC3 guy. Sure. Um, I think he's like custom made for NXT. I know he was already there as Derek Bateman, but like. It's such a perfect story, and NXT is so good at stories that, like, his leaving and coming back as not just Derek Bateman again, but as, like, the shit EC3. Like, I can't wait for that. Um, yeah. I'm, and I think it's Saturday is sort of funny because on, like, a per-match basis, I'm more excited for TakeOver, but I don't think I'm more excited for anything than Cody versus Kennedy. Like, I just can't wait. I can't wait for Cody versus Kennedy on ROH. I really can't. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know that I can name a single other match on Supercard of Honor outside of that. Uh, I mean, it's Castle, all, yeah, I, Dalton I Castle and Marty yeah. Skrull. I can name all the Bullet Club stuff. And the, the Young Bucks are finally tagging with uh, Flip. Oh, okay. Am okay. I right in assuming that the Motor City Machine Guns will probably be on it because it's a Ring of Honor card in the 2000s? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, yeah believe that? it or not, Kenny King is fighting uh, the last one <laughs> <Man> alive <laughs> for the hundredth time. Well, I eagerly await to see what they do with Beer City Bruiser, who is, of course, yeah. a big favorite around these parts. What uh, you, Zubes, what do you think of this whole uh, Bullet Club build? Does that help you get more into Ring of Honor? It or does. are you just interested in that within Ring of Honor? Um. The Being the Elite uh, web series, I've been watching, I sort of, you, you hear about it and you wasn't really sure. I um, I think I got in a really good time. I got in, 
uh, after Marty Skrull debuted and they got rid of Adam Cole. Mm-hmm. I was like, I got to go back and watch how this built. And I've been watching since then. It's probably about 40 or 50 episodes or so. And um, NXT, not NXT, pardon me, New Japan and ROH isn't for everybody. And I think a lot of the problem people have with that is they don't have the weekly show that they can catch up on. And it's just such a brilliant way to advance their own story and sort of take ownership of their own careers and and build um, this expanded universe so that when things do happen, um, fans of ROH can can react to that and be like, oh, this is cool. But fans who watch Being the Elite know that like we saw this coming months ago. I really love that. Um, it's outside the box. It hasn't been done before to this effective way. And it it's like being the elite arriving every week is like the highlight of my week every time. I drop whatever I'm doing, watch it right away. Like It's crazy. I never would have expected it, but it's gone such a long way in, in making me a fan of Cody, um, of Matt and Nick Jackson big time, Marty Skrull. Like, it does so much for these guys that uh, I don't think you would get from traditional booking, and I, I just love it. I really do. And even as someone who's like relatively new to it, I still feel like I can see the Bucks kind of like flexing their creative muscles and getting totally. more ambitious in, in what they try to do like cinematically week to week, which mm-hmm. is so impressive considering like WWE has, you know, all of the budget in the world to do whatever they want and have just stayed completely exactly the same for like twenty five years. Yeah, it's it's sort of I'm surprised they haven't tried to do something like it, but it's there's such a it's such a huge company. Like it's so hard it's so hard for them to have that continuity because they already have so much shows so many shows like let's do another a full week and a 10 minute web series like it's not that easy for them to do but it's a really great job of them of sort of taking advantage of the situation that they're in and really maximizing it i think it's done huge things for all their careers like man i love cody now i'll watch cody do anything like the playing a harmonica every time he comes on screen and like constantly (laughs) wearing a fur coat like 100 percent of the way in and that was a guy that before he was doing that, I was sort of like, eh, like I see the promise, but nothing's really clicked for me. And now it's like, give me, give me anything. Give me Cody against anybody and I'll eat it up. Like he's hated now in a way that I haven't seen somebody get hated in the modern era in quite some time. Yeah, I, I talked about this before, but I feel like even if he's still just like good but not great in the ring, what he does as a character is so far beyond what anyone else is doing that like you want to see him take punishment basically more than anyone else and there isn't like that gives you kind of an x factor that like whether or not he's a great like ringmaster or whatever can overcome essentially everything past him dying his hair blonde for like has been <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> the moment been unreal that's it's been like, unreal zoobs you've also brought up marty skrull a couple times here am i right in assuming you're a bit of a marty skrull guy yeah i like i like marty i think um he, he hits all those things where you, I can really see him having that next level stuff. I, I think, especially on that sort of level of indie circuit, when somebody takes the time to really flesh out a full character, to go with a full, really elaborate entrance, to have really elaborate gear, and then to also sort of be that old school where like his finisher's a chicken wing. Like, it's not... He doesn't have to jump somebody on their head. He doesn't have to be over-the-top moves. Just yep. sort of having that fully defined character in that sort of level of indie really stands out to me and i think um the sky's the limit i I mean he puts on good show and and he really stands out in in that level and in same in new japan he sort of Mm -hmm. he fits that role perfectly do you think he's going home with the belt on saturday and if not do you think he should i'd like to see it i think it would add a cool wrinkle to bullet club and to being the elite if he was suddenly if you had that like power dynamic like 
if you have the Young Bucks and Flip win the six-man title, yep. and then Marty wins the ROH championship, and then Kenny beats Cody, you sort of have that. They hinted at the end of the last at 90, end of '99 that the Bucks have sort of figured out that Cody's sneaking around on them, and I can see them maybe all teaming up and kicking him out. But you could also see it splitting half and half. Um, it's going to be interesting. They do a good job of like, I'm not really sure. As somebody who is so thoroughly invested in being the elite and New Japan and Ring of Honor, basically all of these avenues, uh, I gotta ask: Are you going to All In in September? I don't. I don't think I'm going to go to All In. Maybe. Um, that's a huge. It's it's a, quite a ways away. Um, I would love. To. Oh, it's closer it's, uh, for you than it is for me, bud. <laughs> I mean, like this, like September. I don't know what my life's going to be like. Oh, in September. okay, okay. Um, who knows if it would be, still be alive, Justin? That's, that's true. That's right. The, the sun could burn out by then. Exactly. Um, I think it might. <laughs> Trust me. Yeah. Um, it would be nice. Um, uh, I can't. I can't say yes or no right now. It, it would be cool, but um, the the amount of time that I get to invest in my own home watching it versus um, using up my precious vacation days with my loved one uh, staying at home is a different. <laughs> it's a different story. <laughs> Carving out an hour to watch some matches and traveling to a different city for a whole weekend to watch uh, mid-level wrestling is uh, it's two different conversations. Well, uh, I know you're, that you are a man who likes to uh, watch basically as much as you possibly can. And I know that sometimes life gets in the way, as you just alluded to right there. Sure. Uh, but uh, beyond just uh, Saturday and obviously the big show on Sunday, are you going to be diving into any of these shows that are going on? Literally, right as we're recording this right now, or any of the stuff on Friday. Uh, you know, the beauty of of the modern thing is I can I can take in most of it through gifts, right? That's the beauty of like these great gifts account. Like I, I can I've been watch I've been following Matt Riddle's Bloodsport through GIF right now. Um, it's gonna be tough on Saturday too because we're gonna have we're trying to watch both on Saturday. It's gonna be a big day. Um, we we've, we've decided we're gonna stream ROH and pause it. And then we'll watch all of NXT because it'll be harder to avoid NXT spoilers. That's probably we've true. Had, we've had a debate. <laughs> it's, it's not a. It's not an isolated decision making choice. Um, <laughs> yeah, I. I have a friend. My I'll just to digress. My friend Will is going to WrestleMania weekend. He's in the air right now, oh, actually. Cool. And he was talking about it like he's going to go to WrestleMania, and the rest of the weekend he's probably just going to like chill and take in New Orleans the exact opposite of that <laughs> you can get drunk on bourbon street any day of the week <laughs> the chance to go see like five wrestling shows in five days is uh is rare but um yeah i don't think i don't think today or friday i'll be i'll be tuning in anything heavily i'll i'll skim past on uh on gifts but I'm, I'm i'm pretty heavily focused on saturday and sunday all right well uh, if there's one match that you are most looking forward to this weekend what would you say that is i mean it's, it's kenny versus cody no question i cool. think in between the quality of match they can have and all the story that gets that gets wrapped up, it's going to be amazing. Um, but maybe, maybe that's too obvious. And I think, I mean, Daniel Bryan being back, oh my god, like, oh my god, oh my Man, god. Like, earlier this month, we had the, on Monday we had the Ultimate Deletion. On Tuesday, Daniel Bryan came back, and on the Saturday, New Japan had the Bucks versus the Golden Lovers, and that wasn't even like wow. That was an unbelievable week that happened. It wasn't even WrestleMania week. Yeah. Like, we've already had such a crazy week. When you um, lay it out like that, it's unbelievable. Isn't it? Like, isn't that wild? I think probably my sleeper, um, maybe not a sleeper, but like, Usos versus New Day versus Bulletin with the Fuck team. Fuck yeah. Amazing. I, was I love tag team wrestling. I love tag team wrestling so much. It's such a beautiful art form. Yep. And 
they those guys deserve it. Like the Usos deserve to have a huge WrestleMania moment. So does the New Day. Um, the Bludgeon Brothers are there to catch people. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> I think that's, hey, don't, I think it's going to be huge. Don't underestimate Big Booty Rowan. Oh, hey, Luke's, Luke's an underrated worker, I think. No, he isn't. Well, it's not underrated in Everyone that we all acknowledge how good he is. <laughs> he's the exact He's an opposite. underutilized worker, perhaps. Is he's like, the, mark, yeah, the Mark version of underrated and the real world, world version of underrated are two different things. I hate when people say this about William Regal. He's like the person that everyone's like, well, Regal, super underrated in ring. It's like, no, he isn't. No one thinks he's anything but great in ring. No one. Find me that person. Well, I'm not putting Luke Harper on the level of William Regal. You're right. Luke Harper's way better. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, th- this is another match, though. I feel like there aren't that many on the Mania card itself where I genuinely have no idea what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this one, it seems like it could go any way here, basically, because... You know, I don't know uh, where like you know authors of pain are going to get called up. I think we largely assume that it's going to be to Raw to take on Braun and whoever he tags with. But of course, Bludgeon Brothers sort of seem like a natural opponent for them as well, and the SmackDown tag scene could probably use that boost. But like you said, the Usos, like this is their year. They just deserve so many good things, and I have a feeling that this is going to be like their moment finally. Yeah, I think I agree with that. I think and and well earned. I mean. Those guys are legit. Like that. Once, once I took the face paint off and and stopped, you know, and made that conscious switch, they've been lights out. And I love tag team wrestling, so I'm looking forward to it. Especially triple threat tag team wrestling. I feel like it's uh, it's had this this big time renaissance in the past two years. It's uh, I'm more interested in triple threat threat that triple threat tags. Jesus Christ, than I am uh, uh, standard tag matches at this point. I, I think that's a great sleeper pick. I couldn't be more excited for and that match. And it's one of those things, too, where, like, just the fact that it's three teams means there's no DQ, so you don't need to attach a stipulation. Like, yeah. this doesn't mm-hmm. have to be a street fight or a TLC match officially for us to still get all of those extreme spots, which I'm sure we will. Absolutely. Zoobs, you're the man. Thank you so much for coming on and bringing your beautiful, Thank bassy you voice to us. And, uh... Yeah, thank you for uh, the idea too. I'm proud. Should we do the double shrimp rings over here? That sounds like hell of an idea. As long as we can use the naming mechanism of war games, I couldn't be more into it. Yeah. Two rings, you son of a bitch. It's so good. Yeah, we'll make sure you get some royalties on the shrimp fresh zooms. I appreciate it, fellas. Thanks for stopping, Have a great weekend. Thanks for stopping by the house party. Enjoy. Have a great weekend, Bye. buddy. Cheers, guys. Round four, fight! And, of course, the house party continues. We are pleased to be joined at Studio Beardhow 5 uh, by yet another friend of the show stopping by to partake in the festivities. Uh, Josh, right now, it's uh, it's your friend uh, and a new friend of mine, uh, Jameson Isaac, but you might know him better as uh, the electronic musician. Teen days. Justin, what would a house party be without a bona fide rock star? And we've got one. Yeah, he's bringing the tunes. <laughs> he's bringing the tunes. Hey, JMO, yeah, what's up, yeah. man? Hey, uh, yeah, I'm chilling. I'm <laughs> doing great. You, you look and sound extremely chill, which is exactly what we're looking for here. <laughs> now, Jameson, this is like the biggest week of wrestling of the year, basically. But uh, I don't know, like, you were just talking about how, like, given the just enormous amount of New Japan content that's been out in the world uh-huh. lately. It sort of just feels like another week and not like uh, anything special. Yeah, I uh, I got really, really wrapped up in the New Japan Cup. I think <laughs> since Wrestle Kingdom this year, I've just been way more quick to to get into New Japan stuff. Uh, for- and because of that, then, then a lot of the WWE stuff is sort of like going to the wayside. 
and for the listeners, have. Jameson and I were at Wrestle Kingdom together. This That's was right. the the you heard about him on the show. Here he is talking about it. Jameson, we didn't get a chance to talk about it on the show yet. What did you think yeah. of the Sakara Genesis main event? Uh, Zack Saber Jr. Oh and man, Kido okay. Okada. So yeah, I'm the biggest Zack Saber Jr. mark in the world to begin with. Uh, that is true, was, and that is true. Uh, it was incredible. Mm-hmm. I thought it was like. Yeah, maybe because I'm always like, even though I'm a, such a huge fan of of his, I think his run in New Japan has been mellow, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's there's been a lot of the kind of like multi ten multi man tag matches and all that sort of stuff, and I've always kind of been like, ah, when's he gonna like get his push? When's it when's it finally gonna happen? And you and I, Josh, were talking about him being in New Japan, and you were like, I don't know, I think he could do it, and I was like, that would be cool, but when you look at like it. Who did he all go through? It was Naito, uh, uh, Naito, Sonata, Sonata, Ibushi, and, Ibushi, and, and, and Tanahashi. Yeah, that's like that's crazy. Murderers Row. Yeah, and and, and that he, he has clean wins, including tap outs over. And all how of fascinating them. was this? This is like getting really in the weeds here, but go ahead. How fascinating was it? You watched him, like watching the other guys try to adapt to his style yeah i thought was really fascinating like the sonata match especially because he's such as like massive sort of like physical beast goon dude totally uh yeah it just like it really solidified to me how well they do what they do yeah. and how every single match was like perfectly booked i thought i thought that was the best okada match since any of the omega ones with uh saber jr i thought it was yeah I man, it was, it was i i was like yeah i was captivated i thought it was just an incredible incredible match is there anything that you're looking forward to on the mania weekend here that uh yeah comes okay, close so, to the level of hype that you have for, for zack saber jr in new japan right now so the closest thing obviously is going to be styles nakamura right right yeah uh and so so yeah in preparation for our little chat here I realized I don't know a lot. I'm just going to look at the card and make super rash, quick notes <laughs> about what I see here. Okay? Sure, this is yeah, perfect. Yeah, no, absolutely. So let's let's start us- with Styles Nakamura. I said, I'm going to sit unreasonably close to the screen. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to probably quietly say a lot of things under my breath. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of like, ah, ooh, ooh. Oh, boy. A lot of like, Almost had him. <laughs> right. A lot of like breathing in through my teeth. A lot of like. <laughs> um, this is also akin to watching me. If you were to watch me watch a Toronto Raptors playoff game, oh, okay. there's a lot of this as well. A lot of like, like quick fist pumps, like, like. <laughs> you know. Now, do you uh, have a rooting interest in this match, Jameson, or is it just kind yeah, of both I think guys? No, I think it's. I mean, I love Nakamura. I think I, I, they're both of them are two of my favorites. I think Nakamura is just like, yeah, I think his charisma is just so appealing yeah he's just like yeah and if he is to have kind of like a star making moment on the main roster beyond having already won the rumble earlier in the year right it feels like this is it you know if they're not if they're not gonna uh, push their chips in on making him a a top guy right now it's probably never gonna happen right yeah i want to hear more of these notes okay uh (laughs) Let's just go right to the top of the card. I did pre-show as well, too, but they're short. They're short. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Under the Giant Belt Royal. This one's easy. Big Show has to win because he's literally bigger than everyone else. 
How do you get him over the top rope? How do you get him over the top rope? <laughs> Especially now that Mark ring, Henry's retired. Ring logic here. Yeah, he's right? won before. There's no reason why he can't win again. Man. I don't I mean, even know if he's... Is I, he going to be in it? Is he still wrestling? I mean, he, I, he could make an appearance on the show. He, he could be Braun Strowman's mystery partner. I think if I had to bet, I think he is in the the Giant Battle Memorial. Yeah, Royale, and if he fun. is, he then every previous winner besides Cesaro will be in the match. So how's oh, that yeah. for a star-making platform? That's pretty good. Oh, good catch. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, we'll watch uh, a star be born so that they can be in the same match again next year. That's how right. it works. <laughs> Uh, Imagine bragging and- about being the first two-time Andre the Giant Battle Royale. <laughs> they're they're gonna make some poor son of a bitch do that eventually. They're yeah, gonna yeah, have to be, be like big show man. <laughs> they Probably. might be big show. Probably in the next like two or three years here. I'm dreading it. All right, JMO, what's up? Uh, okay, next up is uh, women's battle royal. All-, <laughs> oh. All I have written is just Lana. <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> yeah, it's got to go on Lana. There's no. I'm with you here, James. No, I think it's one of Sasha or Bailey. Given no. that's like the only actual feud. Well, I think they I eliminate think, each yeah, other. It, there's, there's like talk of there being a, a Bailey heel turn or something like that. I don't know. Again, not not nearly invested enough to be able to make a like clean you can, decision. You can tell Jameson follows me on Twitter. The one guy who thinks that it's a Bailey heel turn. <laughs> it's me and you, Jameson, and no one else. <laughs> There's enough good guys. I'm in the with you. Good, good women in the world. Yeah, I'm uh, okay, Cedric Alexander Mustafa Ali. I all, all I could think of was this really makes me want to rewatch Cruiserweight Challenge. Oh yeah, because I've never classic. done that. I've never gone back and watched through any of those matches again. But I just remember while it was on, being like, "This is my favorite." Have, WWE. You, have, have you been watching the tournament that led up to this match? No, I haven't. Okay. But I've it's also been hearing lots of stuff about how, yeah, 205 Live has gotten like really good. It's like the sequel to the Cruiserweight Classic, basically. Okay, cool. And I would well, strongly that's, that's recommend it. The matches have been very good. Okay, uh, yeah, so on Wikipedia, next up was Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns. Oh, yeah, and these guys. I'm, again, I'm, I'm going to just put this out into the universe <laughs> and hope that somehow the vibes sort of make it to WWE and they take my booking advice here. They're okay? going to. Okay. I, have, I have a good feeling. So I want to see Brock Lesnar, German suplex Roman Reigns, out of the ring. Okay. And into the crowd. <laughs> I think this is possible, okay? Brock Lesnar is a strong guy. Roman Reigns is also a big guy. But, but this is where it gets interesting, okay? Here we go. In the first or maybe second, depending on how Brock's feeling, uh, second row, there's another suplex specialist... Oh. In the crowd, oh my maybe God. like like Taz. a Dean Malenko, a, a Taz, Taz a is Dean perfect. Malenko, a Jeff Cobb, oh, maybe right, maybe ah. Matt Riddle. Okay, I don't know. they're there. They catch Roman Reigns <laughs> and suplex him again several rows back. So how many rows total back is Roman Reigns flying? This is up to you. You decide. Is there how... another suplex specialist where he lands maybe. the second time? Uh, maybe Kurt Angle makes an early appearance in the night. Or tosses, later, depending on where... Tosses him up him to back. Dalton Castle. Who then hits yeah, it. there you go. Now, he goes back another five rows. Now, uh, I, I like your booking, but I have a suggestion here as well. Now, okay, yeah. now of course, the fans were not super excited about this match when we got it three years ago, and we were saved from having to uh, watch either of these men uh, win or lose to each other by a Money in the Bank cash-in. And I feel like we could see that again this year uh, with Mm. Carmella running in uh, (laughs) in the middle of (laughs) Brock versus Roman. (laughs) I don't think there's anything in the rule book that says she can't cash in 
whenever she wants on any championship. So. I mean, those rules seem pretty iffy in general. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just a vague contract, like at the top of the contract in the thing. Actually, Justin, I think your idea works with Jameson's very well because who could Brock throw further than Carmella? She's a very slight person. He, you know, he could probably get her to the the third suplex specialist in the stands on the first throw. Absolutely. Jameson. Also, uh, shout out to Suplex Apparel. Oh, yes. And, and Zack Sabre Jr. once again. SPLX, baby. SPLX. SPLX. Jameson, give uh, us one more note before we wrap here. Okay, let's... Uh, which, what's another... Uh... <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, yeah. excited for WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah, now I'm when so he says, oh, What's another match we got here? <laughs> okay, uh, so The Bar versus Braun and TBD. Yes. yes. So I was really inspired by the way that... They brought out Brainstroman. Is that what it was, <laughs> yeah. It was yeah. called? Yeah, yes. Brainstroman. So what I think they should do is just like a hard character turn and fully commit to Brainstroman. <laughs> so, like, like something akin to sort of uh, it's like, like it's like Mister Fix It, the Gray Hulk, right? <laughs> right. In be- like, you remember in between Fresh Prince seasons when they changed the Aunt Viv character? Yes. Or, or like in Say by the Bell in the last season when they just introduced Tori out of nowhere? Or like Roseanne when Becky just changes? Yeah, exactly. These just are great hard references. And they act like he's brainstorming, and he has been this whole time. <laughs> like no one, no one. No explanation. I am. Also, no tag partner. Two on one. <laughs> Jameson, come over Sunday. You're the best. Um, okay, wait, wait, wait. I've got one more note that I feel really strongly about. Go ahead. Uh, the, the, um, I'm calling it the Shawn Michaels Invitational. The Miz, <laughs> Seth, Finn Balor. Okay. First off, why is this not a ladder match? It's a great question. Yeah, yeah. It's a ladder match. There's no, sti- fun there's no stipulation matches anywhere on this entire card. Yeah, that's true. Actually, kind of surprising. Does Wikipedia say that? That is kind of surprising. <laughs> It's a disappointment. I think it should be a ladder match that uh, the three. Okay. I'm also really into surprise entrances. Uh, you know, who isn't? I yep. think this one's going to feature a surprise appearance from Will Ospreay, who is going to enter the match by doing a backflip off the top of the dome. <laughs> also, somewhat akin to uh, Lady Gaga at the Super Bowl. Right! The, he jumped are, in. You have come. So, Will Ospreay, but he did the backflip. He lands on his feet, and as he lands on his feet, everyone else in the match starts doing backflips. <laughs> and the this match is... just ends from there. <laughs> oh, Jameson, you are uh, you are the best as always. Yeah, I honestly, I think you should have the book, man. Who could I don't know why guys? you're not booking I'm the show this you, weekend. This is a missed opportunity by the the um, suits at WWE to not. Take a risk on a young up and coming booker like myself. <laughs> Our very old Gabe Sapolsky. It's Jameson Isaac. That's right. Hard, hard uh, wrestling knowledge and um, understandings of the limits of physicality and who can do what sort of things. Right? Yeah, your your handle on gravity seemed to be about akin to right. Neville. Yeah, Neville and you have the same relationship with gravity. No, man, we 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 were at Wrestle Kingdom. We saw that jump that Will Osprey took. That was like it did seem like gravity forgot him. That also, was crazy. Yeah. Anyways, so I'm it. It'll be super fun. I, NXT is going to be crazy too. I would imagine. Are you watching any of the uh, other big indie shows this weekend? That would be. I'm. I'm gonna try to i don't really know how to uh but you know i'll i'll 
talk to you guys. Yeah, I think you know who to text. Someone can slip you a stream, I'm sure. (laughs) Though, I mean, Lucha Underground versus Impact. They're giving the whole thing away for free on Twitch on Friday night. Why not? Yeah. Friday night. uh, I'm... Oh, yeah. Well... And see, this is the problem. I, like... Because it WrestleMania ran under my radar, I like have plans Friday night. Oh, uh, you're nowhere near yeah. a big enough loser. My <laughs> no, yeah, gotta break all your plans yeah. and do three straight Ooh. days of wrestling. Look at me, I'm not watching wrestling on a guys, Friday night. Guys, this, that was not a humble brag. <laughs> Trust me, the amount of New Japan that I've watched in the last you know month, um, I'm right there beside you. The best. Beautiful. His name is Jameson Isaac. You might know him as Teen Days. Jameson, ooh, ooh, ooh. appreciate you stopping by the house party. Thank yeah, you so much. New EP out so now. It's great. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, dude. Plug, plug the EP. Yeah, I have a new EP of uh, the least uh, wrestling-inspired music <laughs> ever. It might uh, be the least wrestling music ever. It might be. Well, I, I, I don't know. I'm kind of on this thing right now. I'm trying to make music for slow-motion basketball replays. <laughs> <laughs> what does that sound like i don't know i'm into it i'm i'm gonna try and figure it out uh where do so they who knows? maybe like a wrestling in slow motion has that ever has that been a thing yeah yeah, yeah. people do like slow-mo comedy spots basically oh yeah oh yeah i feel like there's some pwg stuff yeah uh, oh jushin thunder liger right he does the oh is it him the, i'm trying to think controller or something i don't know there's a couple I guys that are local indie yeah El Fantasmo sort of locally thing. does the, the okay cool was it yeah so anyways Ryan? yeah i'm not sure somebody does it but regardless i have a new ep it's called ep1 jameson isaac it's on your favorite streaming thing go listen to it if you like very very much very sleepy music and of course um, you recommended zach saber jr hell yeah zach saber jr recommended you as well he uh he loved the record yeah he's he's a, a sweetheart and he's a, a wonderful human being and you should support him and his all of his merch is like awesome best. yeah god uh, god bless our beautiful socialist boy yeah we talk about That's our right. love of his politics a lot on this show <laughs> you know when i walk into a coffee shop and i am i got a tote on my shoulder that says be kind to animals or i'll put you in an arm bar I'm sending a pretty strong message to the entire coffee shop. Absolutely. You really are. You're putting them and, on notice. Uh, if anyone wants to take me up on it, they will physically dominate me because <laughs> I'm a slight 140 pounds. And, uh... <laughs> well, now you've got Justin and I to uh, also get our asses kicked with you. Yeah. So you won't be alone. All right. That's right. That's right. So I'm talking a big game from now on. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to you soon, James. And have a great okay. day, brother. Take it easy, guys. Thanks, man. Bye. Round five. Fight. The party continues. We've got another visitor popping by the house for oh. WrestleMania weekend. To me, no party is truly complete until this man is in my home. This is a, a <laughs> guy who's, who's been in my home many times, drinking on the odd cold beer or two, and I couldn't be happier that he's here, Justin. You might know him as the uh, play-by-play voice of Vancouver Canucks hockey on Sportsnet 650. I know him as uh, my colleague and friend. His name is Brendan Batchelor, and he joins us at the, during the Top Marks WrestleMania party. Brendan, thank you for doing this. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate it, guys. Now, I don't know that a lot of people who might predominantly know you for your hockey work are fully aware uh, of what a, a big-ass mark you are. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. Uh, wrestling is something that I've followed for for most of my life, to be honest, and uh, goes back to my childhood a little bit. So WrestleMania season is always great, and 
Uh, it's a busy weekend, of course, in Canuckland with Daniel and Henrik Sedin wrapping up their careers, but I am going to be there at Josh's place on Sunday, ready to take in the showcase of the Immortals. And lest anybody question exactly how big of a diehard Brendan's been for his whole life, you can find a great gif of the Hurricane giving away his mask to a young <laughs> Mike Noble at watching uh, Brendan. Do you know how old you are in that clip, Brodo? Uh, I'm probably 13, maybe 14. And he just and throw, he throws his hands on his head like Kevin McAllister in Home Alone. <laughs> oh man! And just screams, like, "Oh my god!" My mind, my mind exploded in that moment. So we sat front row at the Pacific Coliseum for Monday Night Raw, and I think it was the last time there was a Raw television taping in Vancouver. To that be is honest. correct. Yeah, no, so, very true. The hurricane comes in, and he's got the mask that he's going to give away to a kid, and he walks towards me and Mike. And in my head, I'm like, oh, my goodness, I'm getting the hurricane's mask. He's giving it to me. (laughs) My arm reaches out to receive this bounty that I'm about to be given by the hurricane, and he goes straight past me and gives it to Mike. But I was so excited in that moment that, Uh. that I just turned to Mike, and I was like, Wow! You got the Hurricanes mask. That's so cool. And Mike Noble, in typical fashion, tries to shrug it off like it's not a big deal. He looks at the camera. He's like, yeah, I'm cool. I've got the Hurricanes mask. Whatever. And he still has it to this day. It's in my apartment right now. That's oh, amazing. I know does, exactly yes. where it is. Yeah. Yes, I might have to go and steal it so that I can I can have it for myself forever. But yeah, that was that was one of the peak peak moments of my of my wrestling life was being that close to the Hurricane and almost getting his mask until Mike snatched it away from me. Now, Brendan, we're going to talk to you in a second here about what I feel like you are least excited about, perhaps, on this card, <laughs> or what inspires the most ire from you. But uh, let's let's get into some positives first. Uh, this is a big weekend. Uh, what are you most looking forward to? Well, I think it's a pretty good card, and, and because of that, there's a number of things that I'm really looking forward to. Uh, obviously, the return of Daniel Bryan in ring, uh, is going to be pretty tremendous, uh, and the fact that he's working with a couple of guys who can really go at Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, and say what you will about Shane McMahon, you know he's going to have some sort of big high spot or tremendous moment that we're going to get to take in. So that that match, I'm really looking forward to just to see uh, Brian back in action again and flying around, and then of course. Uh, I'm not the biggest New Japan guy and haven't watched a lot, but Nakamura Styles for me has the potential to be a match of the year candidate, a five star, a uh, five star match. So those are the two that really jump off the page for me. And then of course, uh, the Undertaker at WrestleMania is always a big one. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how they get us into the match with John Cena and the Undertaker after a, a pretty interesting build up. Uh, that isn't what most people expected, I don't think. Yeah, well, let's talk about that for a second, because, like, do you feel like we are actually going to get a match out of this, or is this only going to lead to some kind of big, like, character moment, uh, like, stare-down of some kind, but not an actual, you know, bell-to-bell, ten-minute brawl or what have you? Well, I think it has to be a match, doesn't it? Unless you're going to do what you've done in the past with John Cena and start your build for next year's WrestleMania match a year out by promoting that that's going to happen next year. But I think you have to have the match. You've had four straight weeks of build-up, even though it's been very one-sided build-up. And we know John Cena can carry a promo. So he's he's really been put to work here in building up this match completely by himself. I think we get a match. I think we see The Undertaker. And after that, 
what else really matters, right? It's it's one of those yeah. big matches that we've been wanting for years at WrestleMania to see two icons of the industry go head-to-head in the ring. And at that point, I wouldn't even care who wins. It, it would just be sort of a very cool WrestleMania moment to use WWE speak to to take in. So, Brodo, you're a, you're a very smart man, a man who uh, I respect greatly. Logistically, how do you think that that plays out at Mania? The, the Cena, how does Cena come out and, I suppose, challenge The Undertaker at WrestleMania? Have you thought about what that might look like? Yeah, it's hard to say, and I think, you know, he says he's going as a fan, so maybe we've got him sitting in the stands, and the camera comes to him, and, and suddenly something happens with The Undertaker, and I, I think it'll also be interesting what Undertaker we get as well, because we know Kid Rock has been so heavily involved in the promotion and, and right. the Hall of Fame and all of that, so I think it still has to be the dead man. I th- don't think you can go back to Mark Calloway on the motorbike coming in, but maybe <laughs> maybe it ends up being some sort of a hybrid, and we get a Kid Rock performance, and and it ends up being something like that, or it could just be typical John Cena goes to the ring, continues to yell for the Undertaker to do something, and then the gong hits, and, and we're off to the races. But I think they've got an opportunity to do something pretty creative there. I'm just not sure exactly how it's going to play out. Of course, Cena has been so distracted by, like, the business of John Cena now and being a movie star and doing all this Nickelodeon stuff. Well, well, Undertaker has been distracted by the business of The Undertaker as well because he's been heavily working on Dead Man Inc. <laughs> the bike is coming back, baby. Uh, are you into this version of John Cena at this point in his career, Brendan? Uh, I mean... I mean, John Cena is what he is at this point. I loved him when he initially came in and did the whole Doctor of Thugonomics thing. I think if if you're getting down on John Cena at this point, you've kind of missed the boat. And I know we're going to get into a a Roman Reigns conversation where I may may arguably be be contradicting myself (laughs) with my opinions on Roman Reigns. But I think that, you know... Ten years ago, maybe, if you really wanted to criticize John Cena for for hustle, loyalty, and respect, and always ending up on top and being booked strong, uh, ten years later, John Cena is what he is now, and uh, I'm just looking forward to the fact that uh, he's been a great icon in this industry, The Undertaker has as well, and hopefully we do, in fact, get a full match between the two of them. Of course, you are a radio man through and through, so you saw right through my (laughs) cunning ruse there, exactly where we're going next Uh, a match that you might not be so excited about Uh, we're getting it for the second time in three years it very well might be the main event though i think there's probably five matches that could potentially go on last this year Uh, it is of course roman reigns versus brock lesnar and uh brendan i know you hated the idea of this uh three years ago you've really hated this whole push for roman but uh are you kind of just capitulating to it at this point it's hard not to right yeah, I, I I kind of just sort of have to say meh and and be resigned to, to what it is. I think I, I haven't been a fan of the Roman Reigns push basically since it started from the Shield break off in that I think they're trying to force a, a, a square peg into a round hole in a situation where, you know, he hasn't been necessarily received well by the fans. And I think it's one of those situations where he would have really benefited from a full-on... 100% heel turn, and I know we can debate whether he's showed that side of his character a little bit more over the last few years, but for me, it, it continues to be the WWE trying to dictate to the fans who 
they should be cheering for. Um, but this is a little bit different with Brock Lesnar because they're both sort of walking that fine line between where they sit as babyface and heel, and they're two pretty big stars in the industry right now. The thing that you know most takes away from this match is, A, I think we all could have predicted that the outcome was going to be Roman Reigns finally getting his big win right. over Brock Lesnar and getting the title at WrestleMania. But now, with Dana White coming out this week and saying that Brock Lesnar is coming back to the Octagon, he's almost spoiled this match completely to the point where um, there's not a ton of question in your mind as to which way it's going to go. I think it could still be, you know, a pretty good WWE wrestling match. But for me, uh, there are many other things on the card that I'm more into, much like Styles and Nakamura. Well, I'm, I'm disappointed to hear that you are kind of resigned to your fate at this point. I was hoping we could get a little bit of... Uh of straight fire from Brodo, just all fired <laughs> up about a match that he he loathes. Is there any part of you, Brodo, that feels like at least the inevitability will be over? Like you're, you're resigned that this is going to happen, but once it has happened, we're on the other side of it. Is it almost like a relief that you could feel about this match? No, oh, I guess it depends how they book Roman coming out of WrestleMania, right? And if if he continues to be booked the way he has, then then I probably will still have issues with it going forward. But to me, and I think it'll be a better match than this, so don't get me wrong, but it has the feel kind of of Goldberg and Brock Lesnar when they yeah. met at WrestleMania and WrestleMania 20, where you knew that they were both leaving the company. Nobody was interested in the match. They tried to get Austin involved, and you know that match ended up being not a great one and a very forgettable one, in fact. So uh, I kind of get the feeling that we might see that in this one with you know it being written on the wall essentially that Brock's going. Uh, they're still trying to anoint Roman. There's still mixed response in the fan base about him. So, you know, I, again, I, I've been very passionate, and I know we've both had private conversations about this in the past, about <laughs> my dislike for Roman Reigns <laughs> and that dumb smirk and the way they continue to force him down your throat regardless of whether it's the best thing for them. Um, but again, I, I think in the long term, it'll it'll be interesting to see how they book him coming out of this and, and how they book the match as well, because I think they can get pretty creative with what they end up doing. Do you think we see the return of the smirk this week? <laughs> it's been, I mean, it's basically been since the last Brock match, I feel like, was when that really was getting on people's nerves. I, I hope not, because uh, I you know there, there was too much of that. And I think Roman has done a better job with his character um, uh, of not making him quite as hateable as I thought he was back then, <laughs> to the point where, you know, that, that was a pretty good match uh, a few years back, but I thought that Seth Rollins really saved it, and uh, and with the cash-in, obviously, it ended up being a, a tremendous moment and one that, you know, we'll remember for a long time. I don't know if this one, as much as it could be a very good match, I don't think it goes on last because I think it's it's going to be so anticlimactic by the time we get there that it needs to be somewhere else in the card. And uh, maybe you look at if the Undertaker match ends up being one that you go to, is that on last? Or probably Ronda Rousey, to be honest, because right. you're getting a lot of um, a lot of other fans that aren't necessarily following the WWE on a week-to-week basis that are going to be tuning in for WrestleMania in large part to see Ronda, and so you probably leave it to the last. It also seems like Brock matches of late have like kind of capped out at like 
10, 11 minutes, and he doesn't really have the cardio to go much further than that. I know when they did this match three years ago, it went for like 23 or so, but like the you pacing, said... The pacing was so slow to that match, though, and I don't I, I don't think they'll, they'll do that this time. I think it'll probably be what we've seen from Lesnar matches, whether it be with Goldberg, where it was just sort of really high intensity for a maximum... 10 minutes because I'll, I'll be honest you know Roman Reigns I, I don't think he's necessarily the kind of guy that will carry you to a 20-30 minute classic either and particularly as I mentioned a couple of times when you have guys that can really really go on the same card with Styles and Nakamura and Brian coming back in although that's a little bit different because it's a tag match I think I think that they need to be the quick aggressive intense match that uh, that has that sort of feel to it. I think you're on to something there, Brendan. I would love to see the return of the smirk this weekend, though, <laughs> if only to piss to- you off and fire you up and we could get angry Brendan on the show next week. Yeah, we could definitely do that if the smirk comes back or if I if I don't like the booking, which, you know what, I probably won't like the booking because I don't like any Roman Reigns booking that doesn't result in him being squashed, if I'm perfectly honest. So, uh, so we'll uh, we'll have to – there. I gave you a little bit little bit of, of the angry side there, and we'll see what happens coming out of Mania. Well, what if his first opponent after Mania is The Miz? That would be very much baby-facing him, but it also elevates The Miz to the top belt as well. Could you get on board with that, maybe? I could get on board with cheering for the Miz. I mean, I, I'm 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 very much a smart in that you know I I love the Miz for what he is, and even though he's a heel that really tries to make you hate him, I really appreciate what he does with his character work. And obviously, his in ring isn't isn't that great, and so I don't necessarily think that I would call it appointment viewing for uh, in ring quality in terms of a match between him and Roman, but yeah, you never know. It'll be interesting to see where that goes. But uh, again, that's a feud that the the Miz is never going to win anyway. So, um, it's really hard to say how they would, how they would book that. Dare to dream the impossible dream, my (laughs) friend. And speaking of uh, being super appreciative, we appreciate you stopping by the top marks, WrestleMania house party here. Brodo, you're the best. Good luck on these calls. These next couple days, there's special Canucks (laughs) games and you're the right man to be calling them. Well, thank you very much, guys. I appreciate it. And uh, looking forward to WrestleMania, regardless of what happens with Roman Reigns. Luckily, that's only a very small part of what looks like a pretty stacked card. Yeah, the big part's going to be all the snacking we do throughout the show. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great Absolutely. day, Playboy. We'll see you Sunday. Yep, see you guys. Round six. Fight. The party rolls on, Justin. It, it it just never stops. It hasn't stopped and it won't stop. And we are joined by a man who I only know is the life of every party I've ever seen him at. This is... Uh, so of course, no party is complete, WrestleMania or otherwise. Correct. Uh, without... Uh, he is one of the hosts of Three in the Key, a basketball show that was a podcast and is now a TSN radio show. You can hear it on TSN 1200 in Ottawa. Will Macklin, welcome to the WrestleMania house party. Oh, welcome. Man, thank you so much for having me. I feel like I'm in the room with you, but I'm definitely in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. (laughs) (laughs) We are. I mean, there is a visual component. To me, it feels like you are in this house, and that warms my heart uh, a great deal. No, I love it. I'm wearing a sweater. You guys are in shirts. It's kind of annoying to think about that. Yeah, I'm I'm plenty warm. I feel great temperature-wise. In my heart, you brought snacks, even though you're not physically here. It's all Uh, good. Oh, really? You guys not eating right now? (laughs) What what kind of snack does Will Macklin bring to a WrestleMania party? 
Well, I'm, I'm hosting mine this weekend. Yeah. I'm very excited. So okay. it's the WrestleMania party. We've had this is the third one here in Ottawa. And I supply the beer. And then I supply, um, I'm a big I'm a big guy into um, your dip. So I'm a big dip guy. And then you bring your own chip, essentially. So I'm with you. Be I'm a spinach dip. You know, the, all these all these situations. That's, that's my thing. Hell yeah. Parmesan artichoke, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah for sure. Absolutely. I'm feeling the dips over here, bud. And speaking yeah, of dips. Go. Yeah, boy, let's dip right into it. Oh, I was going to say, my interest dips every time Ronda Rousey's on TV. And, really? Uh, I thought she was very good on the go home. Oh, stop. You did not. That line about uh, which arm do you write with? Because yeah, I want you to be able to sign my checks after I rip the other one off. She had to pause like 10 seconds I loved, No, I loved how casual it was. It made it feel so much more badass that she that it was just like a throwaway line for her. Will, what no, have you no, thought of Ronda Rousey so far? Ronda Rousey is, yeah, very underwhelming thus far. But I, I think she's going to make up for it in the ring. I honestly do. I feel it, I feel it in, my, in my heart of hearts. Yes. That, that, that she will do well and, and, and she'll make up and overcome this uh, this mic skill. The only problem with, with Rousey is uh, she just cannot go off the cuff. And I don't understand why they didn't even prep her before they even could put her on, put her on TV. Yeah, that, that's sort yeah. of what I find myself wondering. If you have somebody – I think the only equivalent you can really point to for Ronda Rousey is when they brought Tyson in in the mm-hmm. – whatever, that would have been, 98 – or whatever the year yeah, is. 90, yeah, mid-90s, that yeah, happened in yeah. Tyson <laughs> and, and I feel like the way he's booked is maybe could have been an example for her, but having her carry these main event segments where she's expected to promo... Well, is... there's a difference between being the guest ref and being a, someone that they think is going to be like a marquee star of the women's division going forward. Maybe, right? her, maybe her ceiling was guest ref. <laughs> I mean, it, it's... How much time did she spend in NXT, though? It's a good question. Yeah. Like, how much was she down there in Tampa and... Like I, I want, and uh, like I just don't understand wh- how they had the confidence in her watching her on TV now. Like it doesn't make any sense other than her presence. I mean, she's really good at pointing at signs. That's pretty sweet. No question. But, like <laughs> that's that's no question. That she's so good at it and one of the best so far that I've seen. And then, but for her to be on the mic, it's just not this. It's just not the same. You know, and just listen to like a Charlotte and even Asuka, yep. who English is a second language, is so much better. Leaks better. So much more charisma, right? Like, I, I don't understand it. It seems like, though, that this is probably going to be the most carefully choreographed and heavily rehearsed match in advance that we've seen at WrestleMania probably since, like, Triple H versus Sting. Yeah. Yeah, they're probably doing it right now. They're probably practicing in the ring, like, <laughs> right now, like honestly, over and over, right? Well, they've probably been doing it for, like, three weeks. We were joking when they played those sit-down interview features with Kurt and Ronda the one week and then the next week with Triple H and Steph. That, mm-hmm. that that was all being recorded, basically, uh, while they were taking time away from the practice yeah. ring as they were doing the match. Exactly. So that's what, what I'm hoping for is that this the match is better than the build. And I think I feel that way for a lot of the, actually these, these cards, or for these matches on this card. Let's uh, stick on Rousey for one second here. These, these shortfalls that uh, she's had leading up thus far... Does that almost add more intrigue to the match in a way that every, like everyone I feel is watching to see can she deliver now? She hasn't so far, but this you can erase everything behind if she has a good match here, right? Right, but the same thing happened in her UFC career. Right, it began. It became so. It happened so much that they actually wanted to see her fail, and I think that's what's happening here. It's like okay, she's not going to the mic, but let's see what she can do in the ring. I want to see if she can, if she'll fail or succeed. And either way, I think. 
it will be it will be popular and that's what the WWE wants they want the eyes on on monday you know so and that's what i think the thing is with uh, with rada so they, they, it's either the haters that want to see her fail or the people that support her want to see her um see her do well and i, I support her i do support her i think that's that's number one i think she will be awesome in the ring what do you guys what do you think ring wise i know we haven't seen anything but i mean i i'm pretty sure that she has to finish this match by tapping out Triple H. I know that, like, they tend to shy away from, like... The rules wouldn't allow Intergender it. contact in these kind of sure, matches. Yeah, yeah. But, like, she has to be the one to win. And I don't think there's a ton of, like, you know, rub off of tapping out Stephanie McMahon. Because I would think that no, right. pretty much anyone on the entire roster should be able to tap out Stephanie McMahon. But they haven't, <laughs> right? Uh, so, like, if you really want to build her up, she has to beat Triple H. I don't see any other like big finish for her. But do the rules that. allow it? Like, if she if Triple H taps to Ronda Rousey, is the match over? Um, I don't. I don't think the rules allow that. I think you can only compete against the same gender in WWE. That's probably true, but I think they will make an exception in this case. For, for, yeah, but what will she do? But even to have even to have her win, if that's not true, but even have her, you know, do some kind of, to get her over. And, I mean, she already put him through the table, but I mean, there has to be something way more like a move that's more impressive that yeah. she can do on on Triple H. I think that's the the best bet because if she's not going to get the rub by winning, I mean, she's got to yeah. do something that's, that's like oh, no other woman could do this. Here's how I see it. I think that uh, there's reason to believe that Ronda Rousey right now is a better in-ring wrestler than Brie Bella was. Not not mm-hmm. that she's been doing it longer, but a better natural athlete, somebody who has, you know, uh, there's reason to think Kurt Angle said, that you know, who knows how much of that's a work, but that she's really picking up to it like nobody has before. And if she is better than I Brie mean, Bella... Kurt her, Angle probably would be the guy well, did they, who soaked it up like nobody has he's, before. He's the bar for that, right? He's the example everybody cites. So I think as long as she is as good... Or better than Brie Bella, who had a not great but mostly serviceable match against uh, Steph McMahon a couple years fun. ago. Yeah, SummerSlam a couple years back. Yeah, and then if it is as you both pointed out, heavily choreographed, maybe something like the the mixed tag last year of Miz and Nikki versus. Um, yeah, yeah Justin. Thanks, well. Well, I'm, I'm assuming yeah. we're going to see the same smoke and mirrors as Sting versus Triple H in that. Uh, the NWO is going to come out and save Ronda. <laughs> yeah, and then DX will come or out like as well. Kind of- some kind of UFC faction. Oh, yeah. Oh. So you would do like the horse women are involved, right? That's a great call. That actually, could be well. fun, yeah. yeah. I hadn't so thought of that. Horse, horse women are involved somehow. Or, yeah, so I think that's that's another that's another angle to look at it. But what do you think of Angle's part in this whole build? Like, he's the one carrying it, essentially. But are you excited to see again him in the ring? Because they already blew it, right? They already blew him in the ring. So now you have to see him again. And I just, yeah, I mean, there's something to... You know, I think Stephanie is a character who doesn't get her come up in quite often enough. So they're like, I'm looking forward to that element of it. Like Rhonda mm-hmm. is kind of the one person who can really lay hands on her in a way that is not queasy. Like if you know Rollins puts her through a table or Reigns gores her or whatever. Yeah. Like I don't She's mind exactly. Like a woman hitting another woman, I'm more okay with than like. Oh no! <laughs> Triple H got out of the way, and Stephanie accidentally yeah, ate yeah. the Roman Reigns. That was Reigns pretty much the, you know, how any 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 woman in wrestling got hurt. Essentially, yeah. yeah. Well, we know you're hosting a WrestleMania party because you are a cool, popular man. Are you watching <laughs> anything else? You are a cool, popular man. I mean, got... well, for sure. Um, are you taking in any other wrestling content this weekend? Um, so yeah, of course I'll be watching. I watch the Hall of Fame if if I'm interested. Okay, um, I'm really excited to see Hall of Fame mainly for. For Double J, and mainly because of that song, I think if he has to perform, 
<laughs> coming to you, baby. Oh man, if you, and he has to do it with Road Dog. He the has to. Thing. They, they have to do to. that, right? Yeah, they have to. That's the reason why he's getting the Hall of Fame, guys. Honestly, I agree they're, with you. The song should go in the Hall of Fame, like Road <laughs> Dog, and then like that's the only reason why he's getting. Because I believe that Bruce Pitcher podcast is the reason he's even getting in, or even had any any legs to get into the Hall of Fame. Well, my point there with the comeuppance was that, like, I feel like Kurt Angle is like the most put upon guy. Not to circle back here, like he's taken <laughs> yeah, yeah. like the brunt of all of this abuse over the last like year, basically as GM, yeah, yeah. and so I I kind of am excited to see him get his moment to really fire back because he did make his return to the ring. He was involved in Survivor Series and TLC as well, <laughs> but like we haven't really seen him get to stand up to his bullies quite yet, and that's what we well, get this weekend. Well, that's what I mean. There's no payoff yet for him, yeah. you know? And I think it was just why we were always complaining about Kurt Angle being in there and then Daniel Bryan is not participating. Exactly. And then, of course, now, then Daniel Bryan's in, of course, this on um, this card. Uh, but so then but Kurt Angle, like you said, does, does not have a, a true storyline. He was kind of floundering, and, and he doesn't have – that payoff match we were we were looking for, and I don't know. This seems like a put together match because yeah. the rumor was initially supposed to be Rock and and Ronda, yeah. of course, and he can't do it. And 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 Angle's just kind of the throwaway, put him in, you know. I'll be honest, my I'm not that into it with that Angle, only because I'm very confused by his motives. Like he watches. Uh, Triple H pedigree his son in front of him, but for some reason insulting Ronda Rousey is the line. Uh, it, it's and again they were hindered by the Jason Jordan injury. Uh, Plans have obviously changed multiple times. Yeah, the the match right. feels a little wonky to me. Like it's it's working. They've they've gotten across what the angle is. I love when Stephanie's talking about how they're going to turn Ronda into their property, like they have everybody else. <laughs> I think that I really feel like they need to turn the volume up on that. I know it's a little too late now, but I think that's the seed that I, I love. I feel like she's it. hit it enough times though. It was yeah. pretty heavy on Monday too. I guess that's true. I, I would like to see after that. we break you down, we're going to repackage you. Basically. Yeah, like and I that <laughs> that I'm into, but angles rolling it all feels a little less clear. If they hate him, why? He's still the active GM. There's just a lot of things that uh, don't don't totally settle in for me there. Now, well, before we wrap up with you, you mentioned that you have hope that a lot of these matches are going to overcome otherwise kind of lackluster builds. Mm -hmm. uh, do you feel like they have leaned too heavily on the fact that Styles Nakamura is a dream match that we all want to see, and kind yeah. of coasted on that to like not deliver a build that oh, it deserves? Exactly. And they haven't even they haven't really built Nakamura. No, <laughs> like what is the guy was so hot NXT? They've done the, obviously this has been repetitive with NXT guys coming up. Is these guys are up, they come to the main roster and they're lost in the sauce, you know? Like it's yep. not fun. So but so Nakamura is just another example of that. Where opposite AJ Styles debuted on the main roster on that Rumble, and uh, of course they had a forty minute match before that at Wrestle Kingdom ten. One of the best matches ever. Yep. And I don't think they're going to do the same thing here. They're not going to do 40 minutes, you know. They're going to do I – mean, AJ has a, a knee, right? It's a knee injury. Like, I don't know what the situation is there. Typically, the WrestleMania uh, or the Rumble winner goes on and wins the match. But I don't think they're going to – I think AJ's going to retain. Yeah, I, I'm starting to get the same sense too because I, I just don't see them – seeing what I think all three of us see in Nakamura. And in, nope. in their defense, it's not like he's really delivered in the moments that he's needed to. I'm wondering what the result of that match is on sa Sunday. And I think because there's going to be a lot of title changes on the card regardless. Yep. And we'll be the one they retain because of it. And I, I don't know. It feels lazy to me, like you said, Justin, to 
just put them out, put the do the oh, let's give the smarts what they want, you know, and and, and just do with it with it. It will sell itself, yep. and it's fine. It just feels lazy. At the same time, it's like the one match that probably has the longest build in a way because they've been teasing yeah. it out since Money in the Bank, but just constantly on the back burner. And, and, and even in, and even in the build to it right now, it still feels like it's on the back burner in some exactly. ways. Exactly. Like, what, like, where do you put that match in the card? Where do you where do you put that match? I think it should main event, but it probably will not. Well, obviously, it will not. I, who do you think is going to main event? I think Brock Roman. I think that's going to be too short, though. I'm pretty sure that match is only going to be like 10, 11 minutes. So, what yeah, do you I think? think it's going to be. I think it's going to be Cena Taker. Oh, okay, and, that could. And be. then and Taker comes out as badass Taker, and then and we, then uh, that's your. That's your main event. Yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna pick Nakamura Styles, but I realize that that's my heart and not my brain. Yeah, yeah. you're thinking WrestleMania, or Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, Sorry. yeah. <laughs> Will, <laughs> Will Macklin show you were a good man and a pure man. Thank you so Thank much you. for coming by, and I miss you. Can you come back and visit yeah. soon? Oh, of course, actually, yeah. So I'll be, yeah, we'll talk about it after. Thank you so much for having me on the show. You're no the problem. Stop. Thanks for stopping by the party, bud. Round seven, fight. <laughs> Justin, we're closing out the house party and how fun it has been with a, a man who's been really since the inception of the show dying to be on. Uh, he's a huge fan. We're the happy n- to The have. number one fan, probably. I think that's probably true. He, he did ask a question for episode number one. Yeah, he texts me every single week and says, when am I finally going to be on? And finally... And I, I, I'm always like, yeah, you know, it's just not a right time for you, I don't think. But today we are joined by the bad boy. John Collins. It is his time. Finally, his time is now. He's here. Thank you, John. Welcome. Thank, thanks, guys. What an honor to be here. <laughs> now, do you mean that? Do you mean that it's an honor to be here? No. Okay. Good. No, I'm well. just kidding. But I think it's nice that this is uh, uh, like a 2.5 hour. Uh, wrestling podcast episode, and I'm at the end of it. Because <laughs> every, everyone will, it will, will be very excited for this. Yeah, that's true. John, you hey. know the whole thing, uh, best for last year in the entertainment business. That's what yeah. we're trying to do here. We yeah, did the exact you. opposite here, though. Now, and, of course, like a Roman Reigns main event, we're actually going to have to mute the crowd for this segment. Yeah. Uh, because they are just pelting garbage at their radios right now. I don't know. I th- Hey, listen, I, I think that uh, my push is deserved. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta agree with you, but so uh, this is—I gotta tell you guys, this is nothing to do with wrestling. This is strange for me recording with Justin Morrison and John Cullen because this is two thirds of uh, uh, one of you know a podcast I love, real good show. This is very strange for me. Well, uh, I feel like get over it. Okay, know? well I'm trying. <laughs> I feel like uh, what an honor for you. No, no, I'm saying the. That's how we should have started no. the show. So I should have introduced you, and you could be like, "Wow, what an honor to be on my own podcast." <laughs> John, I'm a I'm a ratings Goliath. This episode's gonna do huge numbers because I am on it. So, uh, listen, uh, what I'm, a ratings Goliath of this show? Yeah, that's right. Uh, okay, all the ratings are because of me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. It's like if you have a really successful show on Slice TV. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, we're pretty good for Slice. Hey, Slice is a, a great channel. We're trying to work our way up to Fuse. We'll <laughs> hey, man, you'll get there. You guys just keep plucking along. <laughs> I hear the I hear Chet and Jimmy over at uh, Fuse hey, well. got their ears on top marks. You can you can argue Jimmy's star appeal, but I think Chet actually has some legs. If I'm being honest, yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I guess we'll see what happens. Now, John, I feel like of all the people that we've talked with uh, throughout the course of the house party today, uh, you are probably the most casual. I well, I am wearing sweatpants. <laughs> I was not referring to your fashion, though. That works. But that also. is true. Yeah. Uh, yes, I am. I would say. 
Uh, yeah, there's so much wrestling, guys. I don't know if you know that, but yeah. it's too much. It's a lot. Uh, so yeah, I you would pro- say you probably watch like four pay per views a year. Yeah, so. that's about right. I would say that's actually yeah. I def I always watch Royal Rumble and I always watch WrestleMania. Right. And then the other two are just like if there's cards that seem very interesting to me. Like uh, Josh, you and I actually became friends because I came over here to watch No Mercy. Yeah, this year on paper I, it looked because great. I really liked that card. Yeah, it wasn't good when I saw it, but, <laughs> but in on my paper, on paper yeah. It looked great. So, yeah. So, I would say I, I watch maybe yeah, four or five pay-per-views a year. And then I will watch the odd, like, raw if, like, something big is, go- is supposed to happen or whatever. And then that's it. I can't watch it. And I'll watch takeovers. Watch some, yeah, some takeovers. Yeah. But that's it. I can't. Uh, I don't know any of the other stuff. I heard you guys have been talking about. I know there's Super a lot of, of shit. Yeah. What is that? Joey Janela's Spring Break Two. Who is that? Matt Riddle's Bloodsport. <laughs> no, I don't know what that means. Is John Bloodsport Ar- a Jean Claude Van Damme movie? <laughs> it is Underground actually. versus yeah. Impact. It okay. Sure. <laughs> What's the big match on the Ring of Honor Super Card of Honor? Kenny it's Omega a- versus Cody. Oh, Kenny Omega's on it. Yeah, yeah. he's the, he's for the title. Uh, Oh, cool. Or actually not for the title. No, just, just for... Uh, but main event. Damn. I, for hey, guys, events. I'm just spitballing here. I got an idea for a wrestling character. Uh, Kenny Alpha. <laughs> well, so yeah, I'm like let's... seven better than Omega. Suck oh, it. Well, I feel like Chris Jericho uh, might want to listen to that well, idea. Yeah, exactly. Why didn't there he could, pitch himself as could, Kenny Alpha? <laughs> there could be big money. John, would you say you're excited for WrestleMania? No. <laughs> no. I don't know. I don't... I honestly... I. Okay, I don't even know if I know any of the matches on the card. This year feels real. Okay, I know that Ronda Rousey and Kurt Angle Correct, are yeah. against Triple H and Stephanie. Yes. How do you feel about that? Good. I like Ronda. <laughs> okay. This seems yeah. like the number one match that is like catering to the casuals. Yeah, I mean, I like Ronda, and I also think that based on a few of the clips I've seen, there's a great chance Ronda will also injure someone. So I think <laughs> that that's always very exciting. When you know going into a match, you're like, oh, I don't know if they actually know how to do this. It is exciting. It was like when they put David Arquette in the, like, four-cager. That's right. Where you're the like, Tower oh, of Doom. Someone is going to get hurt, and that's a bit exciting. And it's probably David Arquette. Yeah, that's what, exactly. You're like, oh, cross my fingers. Um, <laughs> Joking aside, though, do you guys think that that does add some appeal to the match? Like, there's a chance that it just falls apart and becomes this car crash. I think people are semi-aware. of Yeah, this. I think maybe not necessarily that Ronda might injure someone, but certainly the car crash appeal. I mean, right. definitely they continue to book celebrities at WrestleMania in varying roles. But I think that yeah, there's sort of hope is that. Either it's good and everyone's like pleasantly surprised or it's like a train wreck and you're like, well, that was kind of entertaining. I feel like the sloppiness of her offense is like playing in her favor right now. I actually agree. Because it makes her moves like look more devastating because they like people are are. not landing properly. It it does hurt for real. 100%. Uh, John, could you name anything else on the rest of the I think card? AJ is facing uh, Shinsuke. Hey! Uh, there we go. Okay. okay. And uh, Asuka is against Charlotte. Yes. John, you're doing Which pretty we well have not, We have not talked about that match okay. at all today. And then what is the... Uh, oh, and Braun is against The Bar yes. well, with do you a know, mystery partner. John, you know the entire WrestleMania no, okay, card. Okay, but then what's the other... Who's Roman? Roman's against Brock? Yes. yes. Oh, okay. 
it's funny. So yeah, I guess like, I know. I guess I know most of it. Yeah, I just been, don't know the like. You know, there's probably some like shitty like fatal four way or something that I don't. I'm not, <laughs> for the not U.S. Naming. title. Yeah. See, there you go. I don't know any. Oh, is Ra- Cena's in that one? No, it's Randy Orton. Yeah. Bobby Roode. Yeah. Jinder Mahal. Yeah. And Rusev. Okay. So is the ice cream store going to be open when that's on? <laughs> For those uh, who are My not- U.S. title match is uh, <laughs> Rooster's Ice Cream <laughs> versus my mouth. Well, for, for those of you uh, who don't live in Vancouver, Rooster's Ice Cream is this ice cream place right beside my home here at Studio Beard at yeah. 5. Which, so uh, it's popcorn breaks for people in the arena. It's Rooster's Breaks. The three of us eat the folks a lot of Rooster's Ice Cream. Yeah, I guess you could say Sunday will be Rooster Day. <laughs> <laughs> I think so you, you could get say it because of Rusev Day. Rooster Machka. Oh, could you yeah. say that it would be Sunday? Oh, I mean, you could say Come that. Come on. With an E. Yeah. The, Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, we do have the line at the end of Real Good Show where Justin says the cherry on top of our cynical Sunday, and a lot of people thought he meant the day of the week. So really? that was not a terrible clarification. What sort of by dummies us. think that? The lot of them. Call them out by name. I think it was because, uh, so, well, the explanation that was given from one person was that they the first time they remember hearing that line we had recorded on a Sunday. Okay. And so then they were so then they just had it in their mind that like oh they just record every Sunday and that's the like thing. But I feel like cherry on top. <laughs> yeah. No. No. To, in their defense, if I had a double digit IQ, I could maybe make that same mistake too. I <laughs> wow. Mean, like, if you're if you're really stupid, that mistake can I, happen. So. I mean, I do think there is a good chance <laughs> you have a double digit IQ. Josh. <laughs> it's not. I. I I'm hoping to achieve one this like, year. <laughs> so that's that's my whole thing. Is I'd like to because that's to a the 10 thing that IQ. people don't realize is like like high nineties is like above average intelligence. Oh, then I'm like triple average. I mean, that's that's pretty good then. Well, oh, so two seventy. Seventy points about right. over the scale. Yeah, that yeah, but right. like because like one thirties like genius level. So like nineties yeah. like still pretty good. Seventy is like you know. Do you guys know your IQs? I have no idea. I don't know. Reminds in the 400s. I'm a smart guy. I do know my IQ, yeah, but I don't know. What is it? It's like 145. And what's genius? 130. So you're a genius? Uh, I mean, I don't. Here we go again. Well, I, just, <laughs> I don't know what to say. You pin, you pinned me into a corner where I had to say my own IQ on the show, but I did spend a lot of time in the gifted program. <laughs> I had to go to a different school. Must have lots of friends. Uh, yeah, they were all also in the gifted program. <laughs> <laughs> Nerds well, can band together, Josh. Uh, oh. Of course, as we've all banded together over the course of this house party. Exactly. That's about what the I'm one saying. thing that we all nerd out together, though. It is funny, though, because. For the most part, we've been asking people throughout the day if this is kind of like the biggest takeover and WrestleMania, like both, ever. And and all the diehard people are largely saying yes. But Mr. Casual over here is is not feeling it. (laughs) I mean, it's fine. But do you feel a buzz in the air as somebody who doesn't follow wrestling all that closely? No, I forgot when WrestleMania was. Are you coming over on Sunday? Yeah. To... Okay. Well, I, well, I think so. But I, because like I had to look it up because I, because I thought it would be last weekend, and I was like, it's that's weird. That the first, and I was like, that's weird that WrestleMania would be on Easter, and I had to like actually look it up because right. I didn't know when it was. Uh, I did watch Royal Rumble, and I liked it. Um, I would say I don't know because it's hard because nostalgia is so powerful like Mm. it's hard to be like oh it's bigger than wrestlemania x7 you know like i feel like going into that was like oh my god even wrestlemania 2000 which i guess is technically 16 right that's right uh 
I remember even going like I watched that at a movie theater back oh, cool. when that was a thing that you could do, mm-hmm. and like so I hit I, up I, your local famous players every yeah, month. Absolutely, for the totally, yeah. And that was like uh, you know that was again talk about shitty fatal four ways, but I mean yeah, <laughs> that was uh, the, it was a four way right? Yep. Yeah, it was a yep. big show and Triple H and Mick Foley and, and the, Rock. the Rock with a McMahon right. in every corner. No, that's right. Yeah, Mick God. Foley and Linda McMahon remains like my favorite pairing in wrestling. Oh in history. yeah, absolutely. They're, I, mean, I Linda's think they're running. For the Senate in Connecticut, <laughs> Mick Foley's her vice senator. Linda is just such a fountain of charisma. Oh God! How what did she a, marry Vince McMahon? What a boring woman, uh, um, John. You were able to yes. name so many of the matches. Okay, yeah. Uh, are there any of those single competitors that you find yourself a little bit compelled by? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I like. Um, I just the. Th- okay, my phase of wrestling fandom now is like I just want to watch a good match. Mm. That's all I care about. I, I, I unfortunately. Uh, or fortunately, but I, just, I don't have the storyline investment. You know, sure. I know that you guys, especially Justin, gets really invested in the stories if he really cares about the wrestlers, uh, like Daniel Bryan and those kinds of things. But even Takeover, like you know, the Johnny whatever Gargano thing. Hey, you uh, can't you can't say you whatever. Can't that's say like like, that was an amazing match, but I'm just saying I wasn't. There wasn't a storyline for like I'm saying is like it doesn't. I wasn't like, oh no, into the fact Johnny that like, Johnny's like, never beat him before. Exactly. Like I did, like when Champa came out at the end. Like I was just like, oh, who's that guy? Why right. is he beating up Johnny? Like yeah. so. So for me, I just really and and maybe that's a shitty way to watch wrestling. I don't no, know. No, not at I, all. But I just care about the like the technical, just the enjoyment of the match. So when I get excited about a card. It's because, yeah, the matches look good on paper where I'm like, oh, boy. Because you think, like, Nakamura has been very bad in WWE. I agree. Average. I think bad. I think bad relative to the rest of his career. Certainly, I don't watch Japan, but that's just what I've heard. Like, everyone... The entire country? You just don't watch it? (laughs) I've never watched... I've never watched a Japan. (laughs) Flying under your radar right now. Exactly. Um, yeah, so that's what I'm. So for me, it's like close my eyes when I walk past every sushi restaurant. <laughs> wow, I, mean, I don't believe that uh, a sushi restaurant is Japan. <laughs> I don't think that's how it works. <laughs> it does. It's like Mitch Hedberg has that great joke about how when he goes when he went to Ireland that the subway felt like the American embassy to him. <laughs> it's great. like this is not your jurisdiction. Subway belongs to America. Uh, <laughs> it's the same thing. But yeah, so that's so like I'm excited by AJ and Nakamura because again, on paper you feel like, oh, maybe that's the guy that's finally going to get a good match out of Shinsuke sure. in WWE. Uh, but at the same time, like maybe it'll be bad. I don't know, but I just I like good matches. I think the one thing that I will say that's a positive is like it's allowed me to enjoy Roman Reigns mostly. Yeah, because I think Roman is a great worker. He He's is. had a lot of very very good matches, but people just hate his storyline so much that exactly. they just like they can't even. Enjoy enjoy the matches so i think in some ways it actually helps me or it's a better way of viewing things because you can just look at the match at face value and be like well that's a good match or a bad match and you don't have to care about oh they're really holding this guy back or they're uh unnecessarily pushing this guy or whatever um but yeah so so that's so i'm excited honestly like most of the matches seem like they'd be good i really like watching oscar i think charlotte well i think they'll have a good match because you were saying you guys hadn't really talked about that so far uh, so I th- I'm excited for that match. What's the Raw? Uh, Alexa it's Bliss. Alexa and- versus Nia Jax. Which oh, the build God. has been good for. But if Nia Jax rest- It's a long-term sucks. story that's been pretty good. They should do... That should actually be the match on the next pay-per-view. Ronda Rousey versus Nia Jax. First person to get career-ending injury. <laughs> loses. 
And I bet they, the match would only be 10 minutes long. <laughs> the, it's they, a miracle <laughs> Nia Jax has not injured so many people. Uh, look, I think, uh, just to backtrack here to Oscar and Charlotte, which I do want to touch on because we haven't much. Yeah. Uh, coming at it from a bit more of a casual perspective, does Asuka seem like a star to you? Yes. See, to me, from a work rate perspective, Asuka is the best female wrestler I've ever seen by a lot. Oh, yeah. She, I mean, like, she for is. me, it's by a lot. So, like, when I watch her matches, I'm like, okay, this is... Because it's, you know... It's very hard to talk about women's wrestling without sounding like a sexist oh, asshole. That's my gimmick on the show is that I hate women because I have to dump on the wrestling product. Yeah, so but often. the re- like that's the thing is like they're saying it's like this revolution and I'm like but the matches just really haven't gotten that much better, you know? Uh, I would they, say in some cases they have. Like I, I think the work rate has gotten better. Yeah. But I don't feel like the matches like the the moves still look pretty sloppy and I feel like the psychology a lot of times they don't, they don't they're not quite there. Like obviously there's some people that are good like Sasha is very good Charlotte and, like, and Charlotte but even they make that those two or the I guess maybe the five or six that I would consider above average when they wrestle the ones who aren't each other it's almost always bad because yeah. they have to be thinking about each there's spot. not that drag there's not that Shawn Michaels Ric Flair could drag a broomstick to a three-star match kind no. of feel Oscar mm-hmm. feels like the first uh women's wrestler where I'm like I feel like she could get a good match out of bad opponents now and, totally. and has. Now, this is probably the biggest possible marquee women's match that they can possibly deliver. Definitely. It's Oscar versus Charlotte. And given that it has had relatively no build because Oscar has decided to jump over to the other show to cash in her Rumble Challenge, it seems kind of like a waste to me to get a conclusive finish here mm. on what should be your long-term feud for the entire women's division for like years to come. At this I point. think they're just going to put Oscar over Charlotte, and then it's going to be a year-long build to Oscar versus Ronda at next year's WrestleMania. That is what I'm afraid of because what I think is going to happen is that there's going to be a moment where both Charlotte and Oscar look like they're killed in the match. And Carmella is going to run out with the Money in the Bank briefcase, cash in like Seth did to make it a triple threat during the match. And then whoever wins, whether it's Asuka or Charlotte, wins by beating Carmella so that we still don't know who would win a straight up Charlotte versus Yeah, Asuka which is match. not a bad way to build towards maybe SummerSlam with those two yeah. and then put Asuka. Because, I mean, that's your money. That's That's the, for me, I think if you're WWE, you're looking at that like this is the like probably the only women's match we've ever been able to put on that would draw that could be a that, main that event. could be a main event draw yep. would be oscar an undefeated oscar against ronda like oscar can't lose before the ronda f- match in my opinion no but charlotte could win the match by beating carmella carmella sure and then oscar's still undefeated undefeated but exactly i just don't see a situation where oscar does walk out as the champion in this match i really don't because i don't know where she goes then she's, she's literally beat everyone on the roster and she's like when she gets floating between both shows right now it's uh, kind of a weird spot for well, her well that's the thing and if you want to go back to the nxt career she's also beaten a bunch of the people who are on the opposite show women i should say so it, it, it's tricky i think this carmella booking is a good way around it but i am sort of a purist in the way that i like mania to have have the singles conclusive finishes but there'll be Me exceptions too, on but the they card. don't care yeah they don't care about that anymore right i mean I feel... did they ever we watched wrestlemania 5 and hardly any of the matches <laughs> had any finishes at all just no finishes well i feel like wrestlemania 5 though that was wrestlemania was still not wrestlemania then i mean you know if you look back at the pat like wrestlemania 1 was just basically vince going like okay i I can maybe sell out Madison Square Garden. And then WrestleMania 2 and 3 sucked shit. Yeah, like honestly, there's not a lot of difference between 
Vince building WrestleMania one and like Cody and the Bucks doing all in. Right yeah, exactly. Yeah. Totally. That's I just want to say WrestleMania three is pretty good. It's all right. The, yeah, it's okay, it's, but it's not like it's not I mean, now, of course. But yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like WrestleMania didn't become WrestleMania until six when you got Hogan and Warrior. Yeah, I mean WrestleMania three, you've got the Hogan Andre the Giant moment, and also the like quote unquote biggest indoor event right. crowd ever. Four hundred thousand people. As yeah, he lifted absolutely. Up thousand pound Andre yeah. over his head, brother. Absolutely. Four and five are at Trump Plaza back to back. Yeah, and they are both bad. And, and that's a one year build from Macho. To Hogan, basically. Yep. Yeah. But, like, Raw doesn't exist at this point. So No, exactly. Six felt like the, the watershed moment. I think that's true. Now, we've talked a bunch on this show about watching uh, the last takeover, uh, Almas versus Gargano, how that's, like, one of the great matches we've ever I loved seen that, or whatever. Yeah. I love that. How we were all screaming during the match. John, you were among us. You were one of the men screaming I, during I, that I match. I did, yeah. It was a great match. You were are, sitting in this very room. I was, this are very you, room. Are you planning to be here again on Saturday for NXT? I can't be. I've, no. got, I've got a show that night. But if you, but that level of excitement that you got out of that NXT card, are you going to find a way to track down TakeOver after the Probably, match? yeah, because I... I, uh, yeah, I really like um, Cian Almas. I, I like watching more of his matches. Well, he's against, is he against Gargano again? He's no. against Alistair Black. Oh, no, that's right. Oh, I like Alistair Black, too. Oof, me, too. This is going to rule. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's going to be a great, yeah, that's going to be a great match. I, I know I'm. it's too bad that I've got to uh, raise money for families afflicted by childhood cancer that yeah, night. Yeah, that is too bad. Um, was that uh, but, uh, Connor's Cure? Or are you no. It's a similar type thing, I, I believe. But, um, Collins but yeah. Cure. It, yeah, exactly. It's my own charity. Um, I, just, I just don't talk about it. I sell it. these little wristbands with stars on them. <laughs> Daniel Bryan yeah, little is, bracelets. Uh, is my celebrity sponsor. Daniel yeah. Bryan, yeah, he tapped to the Cullen Lock. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a big moment for me. Uh, Cullen the Crusher. That's right, that's right. Here. <laughs> <laughs> that I'm happy to be here, guys. Yeah, um, we're happy to have you. But uh, yeah, no. So I, I will probably yeah, especially if the, I hear the matches are good. You know, yeah. it's that's the thing with me is I, I haven't, I don't watch all the wrestling, but I do like every day. There's a wrestling blog that I've been going to for the last like ten years, and I still go every day. And especially like after pay per views, the guy who runs it always does like pay per view reviews. And uh, they're great, so I'm 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 on top of it. So You're if still he gives it, it. yeah, so if he gives matches like four stars or more, I usually try to go watch them after. So I mean, you're also sure. around us a lot, and I'm around <laughs> you guys a lot too. Exactly. Like I'm sure if the takeover match is really great, then when I come for WrestleMania on Sunday, you'll be like, let's watch that again. Oh, yeah, we'll just watch like, it right now. And I'll be I like, watched, sure. I watched Gargano Almas the next morning. Yeah, I remember and you then saying that the, that night too. I watched it three times within twenty. Yeah, so hours, that's what I'm so saying. It's like I feel like here. that's probably what will. Uh, uh, what will happen if it's really good? Uh, before we hop off here, John, you said sure. that you really did like uh, Gargano Almas and particularly Andrade Cien Almas. What was it about him that sort of stood out to you? Can you think of what no. it was? Or was just the match quality? Just a, just a sexy man, you know? Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. No, I'm just, he looks uh, like he can fuck. He's Let's Latin Rusev. Exactly. Uh, Let's yeah. be honest. He looks like he can fuck. That's I just, just I, I think that, yeah, for sure. I, I think the thing with NXT for me when I watch it is like I find... A lot of the matches are not that good, but I like that they try... Like, it's just different match styles. I find the WWE is really kind of... They're going to have to find a way to get away from that. Finisher, the, kick out. Yeah, it's just the yeah. same shit. Like, and it's the thing is that it's every match. Like, it would be fine if that was, like, the main event style, and that's just right. how the heavyweight guys worked. But it's like, they want... 
like Dolph Ziggler and the Miz to fight each other and kick out of each other's finishers and do all that shit too. Like it's like those those two are like and maybe that's a bad example of two guys, but those are both like no, a, no, those are like good like athletic guys who are both very capable wrestlers. Like let them work their own match. So that's the thing I that is great about NXT, but it can be bad because sometimes you let the guys work their own match and you're like, well, baby, maybe we should put this on a <laughs> on a template. It's uh, so funny, John, to hear you describe what you like about wrestling and then say that you're you're a casual fan because the things you're describing are very much New Japan Pro Wrestling. Like when you're talking about guys working a very different style, you're into just the match quality, not the story as much that's sort of new japan's mo so maybe you will check them out yeah maybe i maybe i will you'll start watching so at the japan. same time every new japan show is like four hours long i will every main event is like a, in a 45 minute template where nothing really happens for the first 20 Maybe, I, don't, I don't know uh, that you like it. Maybe, maybe you didn't understand the sarcasm when I said, maybe I will. Oh, <laughs> he may, maybe he won't, J-Mo. Oh, we look like idiots. Damn it, he got me again. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> Sorry, guys. It's just sometimes you operate at a level of sarcasm that's above most people's understanding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, trust me. I know. <laughs> no, but uh, I just, um, I, I, I am a nerd, but I'm not nerdy. And I'm not, uh, I watch wrestling from another country. <laughs> yeah, you know who would I do mean? that? Yeah, yeah. I, I like I, who would I, pay eleven dollars a month for? That's a what I'm saying, but like, that's or maybe I mean. go to the country. <laughs> I mean, that's a different thing, actually. See, to me, going that's like a thing where because you're they're there, you're going for the event. That's a little different than like I stayed up all night to watch this uh, big I, card. <laughs> it was pretty cool. Uh, it's Six a.m. I'm still awake. Yeah, yeah. I'm watching wrestling. Don't worry about it. Hey, is anyone on Twitter alive right now? I'm, <laughs> I'm watching this great match. Oh, Why are you guys making I've fun never of Daniel? Done that. <laughs> well, who would do that? Not no, me. Yeah, no, definitely. No, Dan- but Daniel's uh, Daniel's fine because he's he's doing it for the he's gifting it. Yeah, he's okay. providing a service. Yeah, he's providing a service. He's content king. So that's a little different. Now, if you're down for going, if that's a different experience. Uh, what are you doing September 1st? Not going to All In. <laughs> <laughs> I saw. Well, just thought I would extend Thanks, the invite. Man. Thanks, are no you, are, yeah, I know you're going. Are you going as well? Probably not. Yeah. I, unless if CM Punk gets added to the card, I would go. So who are you going with? Uh, nobody right Oh, you're now. just going by yourself. Yeah. Or this is the, your tentative plan to like find someone to go with. Yeah. Well, um, a few of our listeners are going and said that they're going to that The too. thing with uh, All In is, uh, first of all, no thanks. And... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Second of all, no, I, it's fine, but I just, um, oh it's God. not during Hawk. Like, I would go if I could, like, go to a Blackhawks game. At the same time. Like, that would be the priority for me. And, like, I don't even know, I guess the NFL won't have even started then either. So that's the other thing. Like, I'll probably hit up, like, a Cubs game or something. <clears> yeah, like exactly. That. Like, that would be the thing of, like, if I could package it into, like, a sports trip where it's just kind of like, oh, you, you can also go to this thing, and I would like to go to Chicago. Um, yeah. But, yeah, Labor Day weekend, I mean, that's just a tough for me it's tough to be like because i gotta go to back to school on tuesday and I oh just, right you got john's yeah. in grade 10 for the listeners that don't yeah know exactly yeah. uh yeah if you couldn't tell by all my references to lil yachty <laughs> <laughs> john how did it feel doing uh, the best podcast that justin morissette saw oh it, uh yeah it was really fun uh, it was nice to not be around stefan for a bit <laughs> just a nice change no i'm just kidding uh yeah you guys got a great show here uh, I've never. This uh, might be the first time I listened to it. 
<laughs> but no, I no, I, I do I do think you guys have a really cool community because I follow you on Twitter and I see people responding to you all the time and uh, tweeting at you and stuff. And I, so I've had to mute, that, <laughs> but it's not. No, it's fine. No, I, I'm oh, happy. don't get us started about muting. Oh, I, that's is, true. Yeah, you guys had a big fight a, about muting. This that's is right. a big rift between Jay. You can mute true. people. You can't mute words. I mean, Muting I words like, is the coward's way out. But this okay. principle is identical. No. You're, you're trying to remove something. If your argument is you have to be in the shit no, with the rest of us. No, people harass you in your mentions. Words do not harass you. Yeah, well, I might See, start. See, here's the thing I don't – sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. Here's my take on that. Uh, the, the, the argument against blocking them is that they can take a screenshot your saying enemy that – content. That's fucking bullshit. Oh, just block someone. See, I don't. I don't agree with that. What's the content? Does anyone give a fuck if I block them? Yeah, they're gonna screen grab it and post oh, it. Good. And say, look at this liberal oh, cuck. Good. Happy birthday to them. I could, <laughs> <laughs> I could give two fucking shits if some yeah. asshole screen grabs. Cullen the comic has blocked you. I don't yeah. care. Like to me, if someone's harassing you, you lay the smackdown down. None you. of this like. Yeah. None of this muting bull. It's the same thing of like, um, like if you're if you're dating a new uh, lady. If I'm no longer interested in seeing the lady, I'm gonna send her a text. I'm gonna let her know, hey, I'm not that into this anymore. None of this ghost to me muting is yeah. just Twitter's version of ghosting. And block is the breakup. And block is the breakup. It's I like, like hey, fuck you, man. Stop being in my mentions. You're a piece of shit, Steve Dangle. <laughs> <laughs> that's a and, deep uh, and this, uh, just uh, and just block yeah just block their ass so to me that's my take on it is like i don't i've never muted a word or a person but i but i have blocked and i uh, to me it's just just block them who cares like what's the, the yeah they get a screenshot people are they get like six faves on the screenshot and, the, and then it's game over then who cares and they, they never get to see your tweets yeah, again exactly so that that to me is is the play. That's how I feel about this whole debate. But All right. but thank you for having me on the show. Thank it's you for a coming. lovely show. You're both lovely men and good friends of mine, and I'm happy to be uh, a good friend. Yeah, welcome, hey. welcome. Thank you guys. And we'll and see you on Sunday. We'll see you on Sunday for WrestleMania. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be good, and I'm looking forward to that the ice sn- cream. The snack <laughs> game is gonna be out. Oh, it's gonna control. be unreal. I'm gonna have so many we, ice creams. We we, uh, we took some ideas from Zoobs earlier. He oh, had a lot of snack ideas. Yeah, because well, because his girlfriend is an amazing cook. They just that's yeah, all they do. But even beyond that, because what did they bring me? See, when I did Sportsfeld. Shit, she had made something and it was like unbelievable. Melissa Kudos, who yeah. I'm talking about. So just an excellent woman. Zub's excellent guy as well. Oh, he was great today. Yeah, I always did great. Just yeah, they're great people. And uh yeah, they make awesome food. So well, yeah. I hope you like shrimp, because we're gonna have two rings side by side. I'm uh, I don't. John hates all seafood. Well, I do not hate all seafood, but shrimp, yes, I do. Uh, and most other seafood. Most other seafood, but <laughs> I will make an exception for real crab and lobster. Well, that means more shrimp for the rest of us. Yeah, War games, baby. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Okay, wait. So you guys are making like, sorry, I'm we're really delayed. This is a real good two, show bit where we delay the end of the show. two shrimp rings side by side. War games. Oh, okay. Because the match type in wrestling two war games is two rings. Yeah, yeah. I, I, know, I know that. Yeah. Oh, you but, just didn't respond. But so No, I but I thought, uh, no, no. Because so, what I was going to say, what, well, I didn't respond because I... And the, not that funny, but I just um, <laughs> no, I just, but I just no, but okay, but 
you're not it's not making a wrestling ring you're just putting two shrimp rings yeah, yeah regular yeah. rings and the cage is uh just being forced to eat that much shrimp over the course of three hours yeah, True that's a lot that's a lot of shrimp yeah <laughs> yeah especially if you don't like it how many people are going to be here I I think like 12 to 15 yeah, oh god where number. are they going to sit we got On chairs the floor. on the couch oh god what a nightmare get here early i'm not coming then <laughs> okay <laughs> You're not invited. <laughs> well, I think we both know I'm still invited. <laughs> I do love you. We're like you do. It's a uh, his name is John Cullen. You can find him, of course, on Real Good Show. You can find me there as well. And if you're a fan of the uh, Vancouver Whitecaps, which oh, gosh, I know yeah, you are, yeah, yeah. find his soccer takes over on Podcaps FC. That's oh. right. Yeah, and I well. can't give a big enough... Uh, if you're even tangentially into the MLS, I wouldn't even say the White Caps. You should definitely give Podcaps a listen. It's one of my favorite podcasts. I don't even like soccer. I listen to it every week. Thank, uh, thank you guys both. Thank you for having me. And uh, if you guys, if you want to check out these two guys, you can do it on Top Marks uh, Pod. It's uh, <laughs> Top Marks Pod on Twitter. Yep. And uh, yeah, it's a great wrestling show. You guys should check it out. All right. Well, every other interview has been uh, over a computer so far. So at the end, it's easy to just be like, "All right, bye." <laughs> But you're here. Yeah, I don't know. So I don't know how to wrap this up anymore. Well, I think you just say bye, don't you? <laughs> okay, here, let's try it. On the count of three, we all say bye. Okay. Bye! bye. Now, of course, all of our guests uh, that have stopped by throughout the, the evening, Josh here, uh, they're all still here because this has been a house party. And when people say goodbye at the end of every conversation we have had throughout the day, they just mean uh, goodbye for now. Yes. I'm going to go over to this other corner of the house and enjoy someone else's company. Like all good parties, everyone's just hanging out in the kitchen right now. Exactly. Except for <laughs> you and I, who are here uh, once again at the end by ourselves uh, to wrap <laughs> things up uh, and and go enjoy uh, the rest of the revelry with all of our fun friends. Wasn't that fun? What a great time. What I'm in a, a great What a wonderful right way to preview WrestleMania. I could not be more fired up for this weekend. I mean, I'm really pumping my own tires right now. Yeah. W- wasn't I great? You were, though. Isn't everything that I did today just excellent? You were excellent today. <laughs> uh, I feel like you had to carry me through some of the bullshit. Oh, no, man. And, uh... Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> we had so much fun today. So many great guests stopping by. Yeah, thank you to all of you so much. And everybody brought the heat. Yeah. Uh, and, and we really couldn't appreciate it more, and we hope to have them all back. Mm-hmm. I, I somehow uh, stayed on top of my game even after that Tabasco Champa fiasco. It did look like uh, we were going to have to, you know, cancel the podcast after that one, but but we made it through. Josh, should you and I go down the cards here uh, one last time before we wrap up and kind of sure, make why some don't predictions we do that? here? Yeah, yeah, that seems like rapid fire. We will, Maybe we make our pick and then we give no more than a sentence explaining why because we, we got to be already 16 hours into the show. Yeah, I just feel like, you know, we've talked a lot about uh, what's coming up and what people can expect and what people are most looking forward to. Uh, but I feel like you and I should do kind of a sweeping overview here. The people want of, the predictions. Absolutely. What we think is going to happen, we'll start with NXT TakeOver, uh, where the first match listed here is probably not going to be the first match on the card. It is the champion, Andrade Cien Almas, with Zelina Vega taking on Aleister Black in a singles match for the NXT Championship. Oh, I think... That they're keeping it on Andrade Cien Almas. Really? I do. I I kind of agree with Mr. Cullen in that uh, I I feel like his time is uh, is is up perhaps in NXT. He's just so good. The act is like fully polished, fully formed. 
it is time for Andrade on the main roster. And with that, like, I don't necessarily think it's time for an Aleister Black title run. Yeah. So I can see where you're coming from. But uh, I think they put it on him right now. Anyways, and besides, it's WrestleMania weekend. We want to see our big baby face get the win. What if I told you I think Black loses and he goes up? Ooh, I could see that too. Because I think you can make someone a babyface off of the back of Cien Andrade and Black doesn't need that. And that's what I'll say about that. All but right. I could see it going either way. Uh, we've got the champion, Ember Moon, taking on the challenger, Shayna Baszler, for the second consecutive takeover. What do you think about this one? Uh, the build to this match has been way better than the build to their first match. Head and shoulders. Yeah. Now, granted, it sort of feels like their first match is part <laughs> of the build to this match. So right. That- Naturally makes sense. Uh, I think Shayna takes it now. She is one tough cookie, uh, and she's probably going to dominate that women's division for the foreseeable future. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it's Shayna's time. I wonder how how good she's going to be as a champion. But uh, yeah, I'm picking Baszler here as well. She's kind of gonna. I I picture her being like an Oscar like champ. Yeah, but but like uh, less charismatic and more like just a killer basically she's kind of a cool foil for uh Kyrie sane too and so oh yeah they, absolutely they match up like identical opposites absolutely we've got the tag match like uh i talked about earlier in the show the yeah. undisputed era in this case adam cole and kyle o'reilly are your champions coming in taking on the authors of pain and roddy strong and pete dunn I'll be honest, I haven't thought a ton about who I think is going to win this match. I don't think it's going to be AOP. I could see them having the Undisputed Era with with three belts exiting this, but maybe that doesn't seem the most likely either. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll say Undisputed Era. I, I'm going to agree. I yeah. think that Blake Murphy, what he outlined earlier, makes the most sense of yeah. Adam Cole being a double champion at the end of, uh, of all of this, which, of course, leads us into the next Adam Cole match. It is a ladder match for the NXT North American Championship. It is Adam Cole versus EC3 versus Killian Dane versus Lars Sullivan versus Ricochet versus Velveteen Dream. Yeah, I mean, good lord. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is gonna fucking own. I, I'm so excited. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Ricochet, but I hope they go with EC3. Uh, I am going to uh, go with Adam Cole here. Yeah, I know I picked Velveteen Dream last week, and I feel like he is the natural choice to be this mid-level champion, yep. but I think you're right also in that there's more money in the chase yeah. than having a babyface be crowned your inaugural champion right out the gate. It makes more sense for a heel, and I think there is one heel who deserves a reward for the performances he's been putting in on NXT over the last yeah. l- little while it's here. It's a great line of thinking. It's got to be Adam Cole for me. Yeah, I, I don't think that's a, a bad call at all. Again, I can justify pretty much anybody but Lars Sullivan winning this match. I fully agree with you that's on that front right there. Uh, and, of course, finally, in our unsanctioned match, <laughs> uh, if Gargano wins, he will be reinstated to NXT. If Ciampa wins, Gargano is banned from NXT Forever. <laughs> Justin, I love how into this match you are. Talk me through it. Who's winning? Uh, What's it's, happening? It's got to be Champa. Yeah. L- like, as look, Johnny should win because it's been a year of Johnny losing, where he has been consistently screwed by Tommaso Champa every step of the way. Basically, not every step, but that's been the a story lot of, of the late. Steps. <laughs> uh, like, and you know, you can only go so far with a baby face that you are invested in seeing win who doesn't win. I think he can survive a lot of losses, but you would probably think he needs to win this one. At the same time, Gargano does not need to be reinstated to NXT. If anything, that does not help him. If he comes back, and listen, this could happen, and it'll create a nice moment, but if he comes back and beats Ciampa, he's reinstated in NXT, 
the best reason for him to be in NXT is over. Like, yeah. what, what, you're going to have him in the title chase? Exactly. Like, it's, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I, I go Ciampa here, too, for the reasons you outlined. And then you get your eventual Ciampa versus Gargano rematch feud that Johnny can win on the main Yeah, roster. like Zayn and Owens. Yes, exactly. So I'm going to say Gargano loses this one. And if he loses this one and is banned from NXT forever, I'm also going to say there's a decent chance that he is Braun Strowman's mystery partner on Sunday. I had not thought of that. That's a good call, Jamo. I, I just want to say this real quick. If uh, Aleister Black does win the, the title, him and Ciampa is something I'm very interested in. All right. We will now go over to the WrestleMania 34 card. I've heard of that. Uh, that we are, of course, all looking forward to. <laughs> and we will make some choices here as well. Uh, match number one is the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. I already made my pick earlier. I'm thinking it's Big Cass on the return. Uh, I'll say Samoa Joe. Okay. I hope not, though. That's an injury return as well. So. I, I really don't want him to win this. But And then we've got the WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal. Two Battle Royals back-to-back, probably both of which will be on the pre-show. Yeah, this one's interesting. I kind of was thinking it might go on a member of Absolution, of all people. Like, I could kind of see them putting on Sonya Deville. They've been putting her in singles matches, letting her get in tons of offense. <sighs> who are you picking here? This seems hard. Uh, somebody, was it you who said Becky Lynch earlier? Yeah, I said Becky. That kind of makes sense to me because as much as I thought this might be a conclusion for Sasha and Bailey, I do think you're right. It makes more sense for them to eliminate each other and for that feud to continue and be a big marquee match at SummerSlam. Exactly. Um, and with that said, I don't really know that there's anyone worthy of taking this crown other than Becky Lynch, yeah. she was the inaugural SmackDown champion. May as well make her the inaugural WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal winner as well. I'm going to say Sonya Deville. Ooh, that's a bold choice. Yeah. I, I just I feel like they, they see something in her. They're giving her some shine with Paige being out. And I ultimately, if this holds the same cachet as the Andre the Giant Battle Royale, it probably doesn't matter. All We've got much. Cedric Alexander versus Mustafa Ali. This pick, is a hard one to call. I, I'm picking Cedric here. I, I think that his coronation uh, in the Cruiserweight division has been a long time coming. I'm not the biggest Cedric Alexander fan, but I think that the company sees something in him, so I'll pick Cedric. My brain says Cedric, so yeah. I want to agree with you on that choice. But my heart says Mustafa, and just to have a different pick from you. Yeah. I think his promos have been excellent. I think all the stuff that he's done uh, on Twitter to promote like yep. himself outside of creative has been spectacular. You talk about stepping up, right? Yeah. Like he is risen to the occasion. Mustafa Ali, Dean Ambrose is a bit like this, where he sort of plays to where he is on the card. I feel like Mustafa Ali is also this guy, because this guy challenging for the title is not the guy you watched in 205 Live last year. Uh, oh, no, not at all. And very much an inspirational figure. Uh, somebody who is trying to be a role model and, right. and be a progressive kind of, uh, you know, uh, uh, depiction of a person of color in this role. He's basically the first Arab wrestler who's not a heel. That's right. So that in itself is kind of an important thing uh, as far as representation goes. I hope he wins. But I, I think they're going to go all the way and, and put the belt on him I uh, hope you're right. on Sunday. He's also the better wrestler. Yeah. Uh, we'll go to the main card now because I assume that all of those will be on the pre-show. It's a safe assumption. Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. I think we both have yeah, to take gotta Roman. you got to go with Brock. Oh, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I, uh, Roman Reigns for sure. It's got to be Roman here. Uh, AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura. This feels a little trickier to be honest. I'm, I'm, the closer it gets, the more I'm leaning that they go AJ. And I don't know that that's a mistake necessarily. Oh, God, you're going to put me on the I'll pick Nakamura. I think AJ needs a big WrestleMania win, even though he beat Shane last year. So yeah. it's not like he's not won on Mania before. Having said that, though, like like I said earlier, this is the time to crown Nakamura. Right. This is the time to make him a star. Uh, I feel like there's enough guys on SmackDown right now, Daniel Bryan included, 
that if he keeps the title for a while, he can have some good runs and yep. some good matches with a lot of dudes over there on the blue brand. I also think AJ's time on SmackDown is probably coming to a close, that he's probably going to move to Raw before too long, and if that is the plan for him, he's probably going to drop the belt. Yeah, a title feud of AJ using his rematch clause, and then it's him, Nakamura, and Brian in the triple threat, the first pay-per-view exiting Mania. I'd be down for that. I also think there's an interesting story to be told going forward with Nakamura winning both of these major AJ matches. That AJ, oh yeah, that's kind of cool. Get desperate for part three, basically. Yeah, a- AJ can beat everybody, but for some reason Nakamura has his number, and that builds to the trilogy. And hopefully AJ's heel at that point. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I'm gonna go with Nakamura here as yeah, well. Yeah, okay. Uh, the IC title triple threat: The Miz versus Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor. This is not a match that we've really talked about hardly at all. No, that's right. Uh, I think the build's been decent. Yeah, uh, Miz was weird on Raw this week, though. He's talking about being a dad, he was very much a baby face. Yeah, he was trying to pimp the uh, reality show. Yeah. yeah yeah, I thought that was a terrible call for the go-home show. And you know what a Miz fan I am. But I I, I thought Rollins over-delivered in this segment. I thought Balor was reliably mediocre, and I thought Miz was weird. But for something that's been definitely a feud that they kind of threw together last minute without something else for Seth, yep. I'd say all three guys have done a really good job here. I can very much see this being a great match that I don't remember much about the next day in the middle of this card. I will pick Finn Balor. I am also picking Finn Balor. Uh, it seems like this is the the moment to kind of give him something after sort of like just floating in the void for a good long while after coming back from injury. Well, and his homies are also stronger in, in like a kayfabe tier sense. Like in a triple threat, the club can get involved versus the Miztourage, and I can see Gallows just put the boot through both of them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and of course, we've got the U.S. title four-way, yeah. which we've not really talked about today at all either. Randy Orton versus Bobby Roode versus Jinder Mahal versus Rusev. I think Randy's retaining here. Um, I hope he doesn't. I hope they put it on Rusev and the arena goes insane. But I, I, I see Randy retaining. There's a lot of title changes coming up on this card, and I think Randy holds on to his. I'm really looking forward to the entrances in this match. Yeah. Jinders. Jinders and Rusev both. with like I think Aiden English is just such oh, a star. Dude. Like, his pay-per-view entrances lately have really delivered, and I think the Mania one, no question to think that they have something special lined up for Aiden English and Rusev in this entrance. I think this opens the main card in a really similar way that they always used to have Enzo and Cass open the main card because the crowd is going to be so hot for Rusev Day, like, chanting along with it. Absolutely. I think Rusev gets the win here, oh, and the yeah. reason that I say that is because if you'd asked me two weeks ago, I would have said my heart says Rusev, my brain says Orton retains, yeah. I'm going to say my brain says Rusev this time, though, because on Tuesday they gave us a one-on-one match on television between Rusev and Jinder Mahal. Who which won? to me says that Rusev is a babyface in the eyes of management now yep. as well if you're going to book him in a one-on-one match against someone who is a clear-cut, despicable yeah. heel. And look, Rusev Day has been the feel-good story of the year. They need a coronation moment. This is it. It's Rusev Day, baby. I hope you're right. Uh, and the women's matches, Alexa Bliss versus Nia Jax. Do we agree a feud that sort of over-delivered in the build? Uh, the build has been great. The match probably will not be great. I, I thought Nia was kind of weak on Raw this week, but I thought she was excellent the week before, and Alexa's been good throughout. Yeah, I, I have a hard time seeing this. I, I hope they just put together like an eight-minute match that you know, you can hit the Twisted Bliss and maybe she catches her or something. I, I think Nia wins, though. I talked earlier about Carmella cashing in during the Charlotte Asuka match. Do you think there's a possibility that she cashes in during Alexa Nia instead? Dude, am I a moron? I, ha- I hadn't even pieced together that that could happen. 
Right. Yeah. Duh. I guess that could happen. Probably won't. Though. I don't really see it. I hadn't even considered it. Like but... it serves a storytelling purpose, like I outlined earlier. Yeah. For her to do it in Charlotte versus Asuka. Yeah. I. I get, yeah. I don't see it, but uh, yeah. I think. I think Nia Jax like drop one, two, three. A yeah. little bit. Uh... Nia as a babyface wins the title for the first time yeah. in a moment that uh, Bailey probably should have had. But uh, Nia gets to have instead. Yeah, interesting to think of things that way. Uh, in, in the long run, yes. Yeah. So we go now to Charlotte Flair versus Asuka. What do you got here? Uh, I'm going to go with Charlotte retaining, but by pinning Carmella. Carmella. Yeah. Uh, I think the same thing, but in opposite. Uh, Asuka wins, but uh, tapping Carmella? Yeah. That's uh, that's what I think. All right, we go from there into our mystery match. You know, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going full bore here. I, I think Carmella leaves this champion. Wow. I'm saying it. Does she beat Charlotte for it, or yeah. does she end Oscar's no, streak? No, pin Charlotte. Okay, that's a bold statement, but I Carmella, like it. It's going to age poorly, but that, that's how I, I've been saying it for three weeks on the show. I feel like there's seeds enough. They've teased this cash in so much leading up. I'll, I'll go for it. Sure. And then Carmella versus Asuka... Hasn't happened. It's one of and the it, only. And it'll be fun. She'll beat the shit out it'll of her. It'll be a, a squash, but it'll be a fun build. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll go there. I'll say Carmella leaves this channel. Uh, it's our mystery match now. Sheamus and Cesaro, the bar, <laughs> taking on the Braun, Strowman, and uh, TBD. Is this the most certain outcome? No, I guess Brock Roman. I'm more sure that Roman will win. But yeah, I, I feel like Braun has to win this. Depends on who the mystery partner is, though. Yeah. Like, if it's an Ellsworth-type character, it could cost him the match. Oh, sorry. Right? To be clear, I'm only saying from like a picking perspective. Without knowing the partner, I don't know how I could pick the bar. Yeah. No, I feel like Braun's got it. It's yeah. the This is the year of Braun. I know I just said Rusev Day was the story of the year. Well, it's the day of Rusev and the year of Braun. Exactly. <laughs> well, 2017 was the year of Braun. That's right. And this is kind of like the carryover WrestleMania for that. <laughs> it is fucking impossible to believe that Braun Strowman was not on WrestleMania last year. That is, I mean, from Mania to Mania, could somebody have possibly had a bigger career? I mean, what a year. Well, he was like the backup, basically. In case something happened with either Brock or Roman, this year, yeah. so they didn't really want to give him a big slot here. But but this uh, this, this is something. In yeah, the he's end. added he's added something to this. I, I I love that they haven't done the reveal. I was sad that they teased it on Monday. Yeah, but I picked Braun. Speaking of tag team championships, the Usos, Jimmy and Jay versus the New Day, Biggie, Kofi, and or Xavier versus the Bludgeon Brothers, Custodio, Morissette. Bludgeon Brothers! Yeah, sadly, I don't think they're walking out with the belts. I think it's it's the Usos. The Usos deserve this moment. They've put in so much work. Uh, I, I got the Usos here. What do you say, Jay? I think Bludgeon Brothers have to have a strong showing. Yeah. Otherwise, I feel like they're dead in the water, basically. Yeah. And, I mean, they've been built up pretty well over the last month, so I feel confident that they are going to have some cool spots. I know I asked this off the top, but could you see that triple threat dynamic here, with Usos and New Day, who have sort of a respect for each other, fending off the Bludgeon Brothers, working as a four-versus-two situation. Oh, very much so. And that's how you get the blood. They put Rowan through a table or something. And then, and they, then they work together and then turn on each other after the fact. Th I think that's probably what's happening. Here. Yeah, and I could see either New Day or Usos winning this, honestly, just yeah. because they both are so deserving of having a big moment here, and I don't think either of them have really been given a platform to have a match like this on WrestleMania before. Yep. Uh, I think the Usos are probably going to take it, though. I'm going I'm going Usos retain. Could you see a New Day break up at the end of this match? I hope not. Yeah. I, I, like, I, I would rather just see, like, 
Xavier and Kofi focus on being a tag team, yeah. and Big E is a single while keeping the team together. Or even three singles at 205, singles and main title, but they don't break up. They're Ex- just doing their own thing. Exactly, yeah, and they I all support each other. Yeah. Uh, we stay in the tag scene, but outside of the title matches, we've got two marquee tag matches here. The first, a mixed tag match, Kurt Angle and Ronda Rousey versus Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. Okay, so it, rather than just make the pick that's going to be obvious here, I'm going to ask you a question. Sure. If Triple H pins Kurt Angle in this match, okay, the him and Steph win, is that the most egregious Triple H one where he shouldn't have ever? Because I don't think it is. Um, It might still be behind Booker T. Or Brock. Yeah. Or Punk. Yeah. <laughs> or Sting. <laughs> uh, yeah, like it's... It'd be in the top five. Yeah, like I think it would be probably the the top two behind the Brock one for me because there's just so much money in Ronda. But it was the same for Brock. I, again, I'm picking Ronda Rousey to tap out Stephanie McMahon with an armbar here. To be clear, I'm just saying crazier shit has happened when Triple H is involved at WrestleMania. You're not wrong, um, but I'm gonna stick with my prediction earlier that that Ronda taps Triple H. So you say Ronda taps Triple H. I say Ronda taps Steph. But we both pick Ronda. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. And then of course we close out the card. Uh, well, maybe not necessarily closing out the card here. We've got Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon tagging against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. If Owens and Zayn win, they will be reinstated to SmackDown Live. Yeah, I'm, I I feel like no matter what I say here, I'm going to look stupid because pretty much everything that could happen in this match has crossed my mind this week. Where I'm like, oh, oh you know, that could happen. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a real credit to the match, to be honest. Uh, but ultimately, I... I don't think you're getting the Daniel Bryan win at Mania. And I know there's going to be people who are going to say, Josh, you are an absolute idiot for this one. And maybe I am. I am a giant idiot. But I, I think <laughs> I think Shane McMahon takes the pin in this match. Uh, I think Sami Zayn and Owens are needed on SmackDown. I think Daniel Bryan's entire build is when you really want him to win. He doesn't. Uh, and it only gets him hotter. As long as he gets in the offense and the second guy breaks up a yes lock, I think Shane McMahon gets powerbombed by uh, Owens and, and yeah, gets the match. My prediction as well was that Owens pins Shane after a pop-up powerbomb, basically. You're not picking Brian here. No, I mean, as much Neither as... Neither of us? I, look, there's two ways that this can go. Yeah. Which is Owens and Zayn win the match by pinning Shane, and therefore Brian is not tainted with a loss. Yeah. Still gets to look good in his comeback, and we're excited that he's wrestling again. And this is but like an amuse-bouche of his new career. Yeah. Uh, That's French for appetizer. Oh, thank you. (laughs) I thought it meant ice cream. Uh, No, it means your mouth is happy. Oh, well, hey now. Well, that can mean a lot. Hello. Say oh. I'm going to say that in French to the right people. Now, of course, those two guys win. They... SmackDown needs them. That's what I... Yeah, that's why I'm making this pick. Yeah. It's like them losing and then going to... I just... Well, the other option is that they lose, like, Brian pins Zane or Owens or whatever, and we get the big yes, yes, yes that we all want, and then Brian is like, but they showed so much heart... That I'm going to rehire them anyways. Right. Yeah, I, I I could see that happen. Like I said, you could tell me almost anything involving these four, and I think you could sort of make a case for it. Um, again, Daniel Bryan probably should just tap out Sami Zayn with the yes lock. Uh, and the moments that those two are in ring together this Sunday are going to be electric for me. So. And of course, it's not listed on the lineup here, but uh, John Cena versus The Undertaker... Is it going to be a match? Is it going to be a confrontation? I don't think it's going to be a match. I really don't. I uh, do. Yeah. Okay, so let's pretend it's a match because for the picking. Who, who would you pick? John Cena, obviously. Well, you think that's obvious, yeah. hey? Well, it's like, if if this isn't the last ride of The Undertaker. <laughs> How has that line not been used? What is? You know, like, yeah. this has got to be it, which means this has got to be a match. Unless, 
like Brodo said earlier, maybe this is the beginning of teasing something out for next year, but I can't imagine Taker is going to be better able to go a year from now than he is going to be this weekend. Yeah, again, I don't think we're getting... You might get, like, a match, and, like, if you're going to count that Rock versus Eric Rowan match from uh, from two Manias ago, I'm not saying it's a squad. I'm just saying I don't think you're getting, like, a 12 to 15-minute match between John Cena and The Undertaker on Sunday. But if you do, uh, yeah, I, I think it... But gosh, man, I, I could really see it going either way. I, I guess I'll say I'll say Taker because it's fun when we disagree. All right. Um, and I just want to make one uh, addendum, perhaps. Oh. I just looked at the list of official entrants for the Women's Battle Royal. Oh, sure. And just thought that Mickey James might be a good choice to win that. That'd be kind of nice. Kind of like a career yeah. milestone thing to give to her. I wouldn't hate that at all. That that seems kind of like a sweet Thing. And if, of course, Alexa loses her match against Nia, then you sow seeds of jealousy between oh, these two good yeah. friends, who one of which got a big win at WrestleMania and one of which had her reign come crashing down. I could see that, too. But, uh, you know, I feel weird now having closed the show by talking about the match no one cares about. Well, Justin, let me close the show with this, then. If you are hearing my voice right now, I hope you have an amazing WrestleMania weekend. This is a special time of year for people. If you're this far into this podcast, you're a shit-eating wild man for this wrestling. Like, I know Justin and I are. I hope that all of you take it in as in the exact fashion that you want to, eating your favorite foods, drinking your favorite liquor or sweets, what, whatever it is, I hope you have a wonderful Mania weekend. I hope that as well. And, of course, if you're having food... Uh, you're all you're gonna be just chowing down on snacks this oh, weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, I think we have some basic ground rules for what that food should taste like. If right? you don't know it by now, I'm about to tell you. You better make sure that food is hot. You better make sure that food is spicy. And you damn better make sure that it tastes great. Because you're curry man. What? 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 Whoa! <laughs> Titus Worldwide! I don't even think we have time for any banter after the fact this I'm week. I'm pooped. Yeah, what a show. I'm exhausted. We, I'm we have good people in our life. Yeah, we do. For Oh, here, here's the one thing of banter. Everyone who was on the show today, for the listeners, because no one, ever, anybody's still listening, we literally just like text them today and we're like, hey, can you I come threw on? out some feelers last night. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah. Everyone who was somebody that I set up got a text about 20 minutes before they were on today. And it all, look how it all came together. That was just so much bang, fun. Bang, 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 all in a row. <laughs> <laughs> bang, bang, bang. Bang, bang, bang. The famous Cactus Jack. Of bang, course. bang, bang. <laughs> of course. He loved saying the third one. Bang, 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 bang. Titus Worldwide!